And now we're live, <clears throat> or I am just by myself. Here they come, I think. And the kids just yeah. There we their, go. Their Instagram, I saw it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, uh, there was actually quite a few people, uh, including some of the higher people at, at uh, ESPN that were roaming around during practice that were stoked to see that. All right. So, now that we was, are, uh, now that we're live, you guys are going to have to elaborate on what you're talking about. We're live now. Yes, we're live. For two minutes. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Mine says it's counting down. Well, then we're about to be live. At two and a half minutes. We're talking about kombucha. Um. Actually, my uh, girlfriend just came home with that exact stuff. Like literally three really? hours ago, yeah. It's like, yeah, and then you, and then all of a sudden this thing comes on, and I'm like, he's got that hat on or that kombucha we were just drinking. <laughs> That's awesome. That's weird. That means it's good. That means they're growing. Maybe they'll have a little more, uh, a little more for me in the future. <laughs> where are you? In, where are you at? I am. In a little town called Orning in Washington State, about uh, probably 45 minutes an hour southeast of Seattle. Okay. That's why you're sponsored by a kombucha place, because you're crunchy as fuck. Yeah, well, you know, these things also, they mix really good with uh, vodka, rum, and everything else, too. Really? I mean, here's the problem. I'm pretty sure alcohol uh, kills probiotics. <laughs> Maybe it fails. to be better. <clears throat> no, for sure. That's Nick. One time sent me a Snapchat, and he was taking probiotics with his beer, and I'm like, "Well, it's better than not taking any, I suppose." I figured, it's like, whatever probiotics it's going to wash away, this will replace it. You're at least staying at a you're staying at a um a similar level. Yeah, it is moderate. I mean, beer's fermented. I know, right? <clears throat> it, yeah, they're they're similar. They're from the same family. Did you see this syrup I got? Like, uh, it's pretty good. What is it? The shoots. Is that shoots? Yeah. That's not by you, right? Yeah, they're they're actually uh, right down the street from where Hums is at in Oregon. Supposedly they're coming out with a collab with the shoot that's going to be like kombucha that's got uh, alcohol in it that's uh, based off an IPA. Oh, shit. Dude, we had that, that kombucha fermenting on the counter. There's times where I think maybe we let it ferment too much because then the kids were just chugging <laughs> glasses on it and they were like going nuts. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Water down the kombucha. That's funny. Um, yeah, sometimes when it gets through the little, sometimes it gets the strings in it. <clears throat> you know, where you pull one yeah, in yeah. and you're like, oh, it's a little much in my mouth. I give that to the kids and they just chug it. They don't think nothing of it. Because they eat snot and stuff. They don't care. Yeah. Are we live? Yeah, we've been live. Oh, all right, cool. It still says 809. Nobody's out and then yeah, I don't know. It's at least being recorded. How about that? It'll be up later. 
if we're not live. <clears throat> so, Rob, how did I? Would, not even sure I saw anything about you riding a snow bike prior to X Games. All of a sudden, I was watching X Games, and I'm like, "What? What's going on here?" <laughs> I think the only connection between me and a snow bike is I live somewhat close to the mountains right here. That's about it. So, how long have um, you actually ridden one? Dirt bikes and the snow bike. Snow bike. I know you've been riding dirt bikes for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. First, second week of December, I guess. Wow. I've never even touched one of these things in the backcountry. It was literally like get one that started to get cut up, and we started to figure it out and start testing the kinks out of it. That was the first time I touched snow or even broken these things around. Um. Where did you get that track? Is that especially because there was only a couple of guys with the shorter tracks? It was like, did somebody make them or did you have to modify your own? Yeah, so um, that kit that I was running uh, originally started out as a timber sled uh, with the SX120 kit. So 120 inch track and it got completely overhauled. Um, the entire kit, suspension, the track, everything um, started out cut by my buddy Kyle DeMello and uh, <laughs> Jeff Mullen up there near Kyle's house. And this was probably shoot, maybe beginning of October when X first started thinking about doing this. Uh, they got a kit, they started cutting it up, and then I started getting clued in and started weighing my options. Um, and it literally has been a labor of love from hell getting that thing cut and then functional. Um, so like the track is completely cut down. The lugs are, are cut down from where they are two and a half inches stock to like a, an inch with screws in it. Um, we got conveyor belts, uh, metal alligator clips to stitch the thing back together. And it actually worked pretty well. Surprisingly. Why um, did you make the, uh, why did you cut down the ribs on the um, track? <clears throat> um, having ridden it now, I think we could have left a little longer. But I think uh, the stock length, I think, would have just been too much, uh, too much play. Because um, they kind of on the hard pack turf, they tend to want to kind of fold over, so it's almost like a sensation of wheel spin. Mm-hmm. But cutting them down, you're getting it to where it's a lot stiffer, a lot less of a footprint, and uh, we put screws in the tops of that once we cut it down so it held a little stiffer kind of like knobbies on a, a rear wheel right same reason why they went to a 19 inch rim instead of a 18 do you know that less sidewall so that way uh they didn't get the flex or whatever the same thing <laughs> but uh don't be fooled though is it might have looked out there it's a little like one of the gnarliest things that were done they it, had a motor it didn't look uh, that easy. It looked like those things don't want to rotate when you flip. Good, good, because that's how it felt. <laughs> I'm watching everybody, and I'm like, those things look like they just stop. Like the track's not really spinning you around. Well, so so the thing for me when I got there was when they first started throwing this event out, they had general rules for us. They were so loose that. They were open to criticism and really like your wildest imagination to uh, build a kit and make it happen. And they didn't even know what they were doing for ramp or anything at the time. And they had thrown the idea of running the Moto Super Kicker, so 
We had one of those at our disposal, so that's when we pulled it out. They said, you know, we want to say a 50 foot gap, probably so it looks big on TV and it looks gnarly. Well, I got used to jumping it at that point after finally getting suspension dialed in like a week before X Games, and I was jumping 45 to 52 feet with bone cut off a damn super kicker. Um, keep in mind, too, with that snow white kid, it's not first gear just putting and then off with probably third gear charging. Wow. Yeah, you guys look like you were, everybody's like, I saw it and I'm like, that thing look, the gap looks kind of short, but everybody was rolling into it, you know, pretty like faster than I would have thought for 45 or 50 feet, you know, for sure. Well, and at X, it wasn't at the full gap. That's why we were struggling to flip it. Um, I think everybody that was used to flipping them uh, was at the biggest gap because like I said, you can't come into that ramp with these things because the gearing is so much different and expect the thing to be, you know, get that zing off the ramp like you do a second gear at 75 feet on a normal comp ramp. Um, that's where having that 45 feet minimum, you're barely the thing in third gear and carry that momentum and then you can over rev. So they put the ramp at 37 feet to the knuckle, um, mainly because the guys with the full kit that had no time on them could get the gap and try to do something because they, they were just exploding into the ramp with even that gap, which left me where second gear was nowhere near enough uh, to, to get that gap and be able to do anything. And third gear where I needed to be was way too much. So I was trying to find a happy medium just to get around on the flips and try to do anything at all. So everything that I was practicing and working on that I had down pat and bump it ready to go wasn't going to happen at X game, which is a real bummer. What, um, so is it still, is there a sprocket on the side of that timber sled thing? Yeah, so what it is, is you still have your counter sprocket, um, on your, your engine, right? It goes back from there to another sprocket that's, I can't remember if it's the same size or a little bit bigger, but basically you have two counter shaft sprockets, and then that counter shaft sprocket that goes back to the timber sled kit then is mounted to a shaft. It goes into a gearbox that has two more sets of sprockets uh, in it. So you, you have a lot of different options to change gearing, but the time frame we had with X Games, we had no time to really test and try different things to see, you know, if we change this one one tooth, what does it do? If we go down this one, what does it do? So we right. were kind of just at the disposal of running what we had. Yeah. Maybe. So how crazy, like, did it look that crazy, or was it that crazy that running on the way to the ramp. That looked kind of squirrely. Yeah, everybody well, was, like, correcting like a motherfucker. <laughs> Everyone else uh, that I, you know, we are all talking amongst each other about gap and everything else. I pushed and prodded to try and get the gap bigger, and it just didn't happen. Um, nobody really seemed to like the running at all, mainly because the ski. Um, I started off running the track with the front wheel, for probably three quarters of the time that I was training just to get used to the track and all that. And that was fine. But then once you threw the ski on, I mean, it was like running like the gnarliest, like uh, flat spotted out, flat front wheel on a dirt bike and times 10 um, to try and keep that thing straight. I went through probably at least 10 to 12 different uh, ski designs with different wheels, different configurations just to try and see what would track straight, what would actually try to handle like a front wheel on a moto. Um, carbides, no carbides, all kinds of crap. And so like, when I was training up at uh, the Mellis house doing this, 
the minute I threw the ski on, the weather went to crap. It warmed up. So I had chunks of ice in the run-in. I had slush. I had standing water at one point in the corners and stuff that I was riding through. So I got no accurate representation of what that ski was going to do on actual snow at all. Um, and so going to X Games, it was hard pack, awesome turf. And that was the easiest part for me. Like, you could probably see on TV, like, I was the only one that really looked like they were, like, on their toes creeping into the turf and then getting on it. Everyone else was kind of all over the place, kind of skating around. Yeah. Um, I think it was Adelberg. He looked, he almost looked like he was going to, like, yeah. miss the ramp. And then, like... And he was leaning. Yeah, and then so just I'm jacked the thing back it. straight and was like, I'm going for it. <laughs> right? right? I'd already been through that stuff early on in the training that I was doing with just terrible snow and terrible ice and everything, too, so... Like I say, when I got there and we had completely level hard packed turf, dude, it was a cakewalk for me in that aspect of it. Right. Um, what was your, uh, what'd you end up running? <clears throat> uh, I ended up going back to a two wheel design, um, one in front, one behind uh, the spindle mount point on that ski. Um, I got some ideas for next year. I think that'll be better. Um, but that, just given the time frame, that's, that's what I ended up finding that worked the best i wouldn't say it worked great but it was the best option that i had at the time okay now you flipped it with a tire and with the ski did it rotate better with the front tire did the front tire spinning help it come around it did um not as much as you think but just enough to where if you got a little bit bad of a pull it definitely that's what it looked like to me because it looked like the track wasn't pushing as much um but then also I was thinking as I was watching, I was like, I bet you that front wheel, even though it doesn't have drive to it, I bet just the inertia of that thing spinning probably helps the thing rotate. You know, it's the same reason why front flips are so hard because everything is fighting you. Everything's going the other way. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. And that's, that's for me, like, <clears throat> I, I don't know what everybody else was thinking, but like I went into X Games in all honesty, like knowing exactly how fast I had to go from the gap that I thought we were going to be jumping. And initially, I was just going to show up there for practice and then just start the huck and flips because I, I did, like, five straighters in the foam pit, and then I was over it because without that front wheel, it became so unstable just jumping to the landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wanted to go nose high because you're still going to the track. And you don't have the front wheel driver to try and keep it balanced. So the minute you peeked out off that ramp, it's the kicker, right? You go straight up. You want to, like, pancake out coming into the landing. Mm-hmm. Versus you throw it in a flip, well, then you got some gyro going to you again, so you're staying a little straighter. Huh. Man. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. And you said that they blow apart like quads, like a stock quad. <laughs> well, I, uh, like I said, if we had more time, uh, like for this year, obviously we kind of know what works and what doesn't at this point, but, um, that suspension on the, the skin, since you you have to run just those little shocks, I mean, it's not a motor shock by any means. You're running shocks that aren't designed to do that. I mean, they're designed to go out in the backcountry and land in powder, not a hard pack landing with ice and holes and everything What, else. the so forks? That, what's up? The forks or the rear shock? Actually, both. Um, the forks and the shocks in there are the suspension guy we use. Um, RMR, he came up and did some testing with us, and prior to him coming up and spending the day with us, we'd already gone through like four or five different changes in just the, the, sh- the shocks and the skid, and at that point, they were still the stiffest he'd ever done. And then when he showed up to, to test with us, we probably changed it 
five or six at more times up and it's still every time he's like there's, there's no way it's gonna work it's it's gonna be way too stiff and we'd still bottom out still bottom out still bottom out so those shocks are so stiff like they don't even move unless you actually like slam into that ramp as hard as you can it's insane huh. which you know you, you take something that stiff and you throw it in a kit that really isn't designed to take that kind of a beating something's bound to bend or break and right. that's the issue we're having I had to go find a machine shop while I was in Aspen and get parts remachined while I was there to compensate for that crap. Huh. So how much did the smaller gap in the show compared to what you were practicing, how, how much did that affect you then? Oh, it was huge. It was a world of a difference. Um, like I said, even if they gave me another five feet, it would have made a difference. I would have been able to get the bike to actually do what I wanted to instead of trying to fight it and just barely get a flip around. Yeah, you look like you were struck. Everybody looked like with the flips, they were struggling on it. I mean, I guess Jacko with that, uh, he got the Cordova off. But yeah, it looked like everybody was kind of struggling just to get that thing to rotate around. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um... Like I said, it was like you just couldn't get the overrev you needed or you were going to go to flat and you were going to die. So there was, there was a fine line between how much do I want to overjump this thing to try and do a trick and, you know, be safe here. I don't feel like dying for a medal, but, you know, at the same time, like I put so much time into this that coming into it, in my mind, I had a damn good shot at gold with the tricks that I had in the foam pit. I mean, I spent hours upon hours upon hours in the foam pit day in and day out to where I got so sick of it I took days off. Yeah, I had so much time on that snow bike kit compared to everybody else. It's not even funny. Damn. And then well, they it definitely s- didn't look like you went there and and pulled like, you know, didn't go for it. It looked like you went for it every time. Well, I I honestly I didn't know what trick I was gonna do until five minutes before they told me, okay, you're up, go. Because I was sitting there trying to figure out, okay. I finally started to get the flips to where they at least were coming around and they weren't like as much of a struggle. Um, but they still, it was like. That was it. Like, to get the flip around, I mean, you can see how hard we were pulling. Yeah. And coming around. And in the foam pit, I was actually over-rotating them fine. Like, just like a moto, you come through and you get that zing right off the ramp and no extra throttle or anything. You just come around and lands, you know, just a little nose heavy in the pit. Um, so, like, this super flip thing, super flips were easy on it in the foam pit at that gap that I was used to. And then there, it was, like, the hardest pull and, like, the hardest muscle to try and get off the bike and get back on that I could give it. Well, I would imagine it's just, like, uh, dirt bikes. It's kind of, like, or not dirt bikes, obviously. It's a fucking dirt bike. But, I mean, like, with uh, flipping anything, once you get to a smaller gap where you're not, like, revved out in the power hard... Uh, and you kind of go off the ramp with a dead throttle, it makes it harder, you know, same thing, you got to pull more to get it to come around. So I'm sure with, you were said you were kind of lugging third, so it's not optimal to get that, uh, you know, that push off of the last, you know. When, once you go to pull uh, for a flip, now your uh, once you've pulled, like, so the last seven and a half feet of the ramp, your uh, wheel is now pushing you to spin. You know, and if you don't yeah. have that extra, um, you know, the power at the top of the ramp like that, now all of a sudden it's all body weight. Your your motor's not really pushing you around at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then the other thing that was weird with getting used to the track was it being such a wider, flatter surface, but also longer. You know, the rear wheel, it mushes on the ramp, but you still only have, you know, that much that's contacting the ramp that you're, you know, you got a lot more window for error. 
with the ski, with the uh, the track, I've never flipped a stone wheel, but I would imagine it's similar to that, where it's a really late delayed pull. You have to wait for that thing to come off the ramp. Yeah. So there was a real, real fine window to try and make that happen too, on top of the shorter gap and making sure that you know I was using just the right part of the throttle to get around and not land on my face. Right. Could you like kind of wait a little bit and then give it the juice? you know on the face or lugging third it wasn't really like it didn't have it um that was where i tried i played around and practice a little bit but like i said earlier it it wasn't like where you know so you know how like if you have like a brain fart you know you're jumping 75 feet you come into the ramp a little bit slower and then at the last second you realize oh crap i need more and you grab a handful and you go to flat yeah you can't do those things you just you go nowhere it just mushes into it and you're coming up massively short. So if you don't have the, the speed that you need to clear the gap before you even get to the ramp, it's game over. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching everybody so, and I'm like, man, they're rolling at that thing for what the gap seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you thought hitting a super kicker was a wall before, you got to hit on one of those things. Is that what it was? It Was it a super kicker? At, <laughs> at the contest? Yeah, standard motor super kicker. Oh, Did they so put anything on it? Like on the uh, face? Just turf. We rolled, or uh, they had turf that was over the face and then drug down for the run-up. That was it. Really? Because on snowmobile ones, they put tracks on them, right? Like upside-down tracks? <clears throat> yeah, but you also have on the snowmobile, you have two skis, so your skis aren't running the track. So if you did that with this, oh, your ski would be dragging up that thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, uh... I don't know. It, it's weird. Like, you know, we had Turcotte on one who's a sled guy diehard, but he also rides moto on the side. And then you get guys like me or Jack or Alderberg that are strictly moto. And, you know, nobody really had an advantage or a disadvantage. We were all kind of in the same boat. Like, it didn't matter if you had experience on sleds and you try to ride this thing or bikes and ride the thing. Like, there was no upper hand whatsoever. Yeah, it was definitely like an experiment this year, it seemed like. That's exactly what it was. It was honestly, it was like going to Vegas and putting everything on black and being like, "All right, let's see if this works." <laughs> well, it turned out good. Well, that was entertaining. It, it worked for what it was. Like I said, I had way more up my sleeve. Like I actually had probably four or five different flip tricks that I could have pulled from just based on uh, you know how everything was playing out in the first runs, if the gap and everything was suitable. But it just didn't didn't happen. So. <clears throat> well, for next year, we'll hope better and come in swinging. Yeah. So, are they, they're definitely going to do it, or do they have they committed to that? Or that's what they said at the beginning. We did the riders' meeting the day before, and they basically said that as of right now, they're planning on doing it next year. Um, you know, obviously, they're waiting to see how everything played out and make sure that it was set. But I can't imagine it won't be a it's got bank tricks off. And I'm sure the ratings are through the roof because people want to check it out. So um, I don't see why it's not going to be back next year. And, and uh, from there, I think it's going to come down to whoever's in doing their homework and everybody kind of pulling together and saying, all right, just, just like back in the day with Moto, like you can't just grab a ramp for something else and expect to work for everything. So I think it's going to take designing and building a, a ramp specifically for this. It's not as abrupt, maybe taller, taller landing, steeper landing. Um, and just really playing and tweaking with it. So um, I'm going to be trying to balance my, my freestyle uh, stuff this summer and then also trying to get the snow bike kit built up, testing different ramps, playing the foam pit here and there, and just bounce back and forth. 
Um, it's so always fun watching like new stuff progress, like uh, half pipe, you know, on dirt bikes or quarter pipe. When you watch it, you look back, it looks like old BMX stuff, you know, from like the 90s where it's like sloppy looking and then it gets better. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Something, something like this come out of the gate. Well, it, it is, but it's also scary too, right? Because, you know, being there and watching all this go down, like, I mean, I, I saw what me and Kyle were able to put down on the pump and all these things just within three months. And, you know, at least freestyle back in the day, like, yeah, you had BMX and stuff to look at and go off of, but it was still diff two different machines. Um, this is like a complete mimic of snowmobile or even freestyle motos. So just the fact that the first year there's already gnarly flip tricks in it, it honestly is terrifying to see what's going to be next year because now people know it's possible. There's going to be a lot more guys fighting for it. You know, there's going to be guys coming in going, all right, what do I got to do to get up on that box and make a statement? So, Oh, it's going to be crazy. I honestly want to try and do, dare I even say it, but try to do a double flip next year on the damn thing. They can make it happen. Yeah. Somebody's gonna try. What? Be yeah, do it. <laughs> do you... I'm gonna try and get that on just the moto this year and see how it goes. I'm, I don't know about the snow bike. Oh, that's so scary. So was um, Kyle gonna do it originally? Did he get hurt or something? Yeah. Um, so we both kind of started tackling this around the same time, and it honestly like things started going really well for us. We, we've known each other for over 10 years. We both started riding freestyle together. So um, this was cool for both of us because it was so new that it kind of brought us back to our roots and kind of dumbed us down to like, all right, we're back in the days on our two strokes, just young kids trying to figure this out and just have some fun. And that's what it became. Like we started getting basics figured out. We both flipped the thing right away within the third jump. And it was just a one up from there. It was like, all right, well, you're good at grab stuff. And and, uh, you know, KOD type stuff upside down. And I'm good at bar stuff and that that kind of realm. So, you know, it was like, all right, well, I, here's a super flip. And then I'd be like, okay, well, guess what? Here's a, uh, here's a Shaolin flip. So it just became this escalating thing. And it just, it got to the point where literally it was like going to Summer X Games for us in the phone pit on these damn things. Like, if, if people could have seen just the stuff that was going down in his house, they would have been blown away. I mean, not that they weren't already just from the stuff at X Games, but, uh, I mean, it was banger trick after banger trick. And then, again, a freak deal. His foot came off, and somehow his boot, as big and bulky as that thing is, got pinched between the, the snow bike kit and the frame of the bike and snapped his Achilles. I almost think I've seen that. I almost think I've seen that. <laughs> you probably did. I think you might have posted a video or something of it, but, yeah, he completely severed it. Did you post that, Nick? I don't think so, no. But maybe, I don't know. I, that could have been a week ago. That was Kyle? Apparently. That was Kyle, yeah. What, did he post any of it to his stuff? Um, He might have. I don't know. He posted a couple tricks from the pit. He posted a KOD indie he did. Um, yeah. KOD indie flip, I should say, into the pit. Um, but that, it was, I think he was doing a seat grab indie flip and flipped the peg coming back in. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it was, no, it, was, it, was, it was tough. I mean, it, that was that was probably two thirds, two quarters away through the training. So we both at that point already had invites. We were both feeling good. We were just kind of pushing it a bit to get more comfortable with what we had and try to see what else we could do if we had to. And yeah, I just he he did that, and then it was he honestly he walked on it for two days before he went and got a look at it because he thought it was a spring. And he walked in there, and they said, "Yeah, you it, it's not as bad as it is because you would be walking in here." 
And then they come back and go, okay, you need to go to the hospital. Like, we're pretty sure you severed the thing. He goes into the hospital same day, sees the surgeon, and the surgeon gives him his options. And Kyle says, well, it sounds like surgery is quicker healing. So where do we go from here? And two hours later, he's in surgery. Wow. Wow. So in and out, same night, home. Um, and then it was probably like that next week was just total downer, like super bummed. Everybody was bummed. It made the morale of everything we had happen and we had to go just really take a nosedive. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's kicking the pants. It like brings all that work to a halt. Well, especially in the phone pit, I mean, you know, we figured we were going to roll on and then that happened and we're like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, it would, there's no way that would happen again in a million tri tries in the phone pit. It was such a fluke deal. I've never seen anything like that ever happen. Yeah, I can't find I can't find the video of it. Guess what? I just oh of him crashing. I just figured out that I had to go onto Facebook and then hit go live. You dummy! We haven't been live this whole time, have we? Nope. <laughs> I was looking at it. I'm like, I'm not seeing it. I just started searching on my phone. I was like, what is going on here? And then yeah, listen. It's starting to sound like X Games here. Listen, screw you, Nick <laughs> and Rob. I told you. Screw both of you guys. <laughs> Come on, Dad, get it together. Listen. Oh, you know what's funny, though, is, is uh, so I was up there at cops, let guys come through and whatnot, and some guys that have been to X in the past, and, you know, they're kind of filling me in. They're like, you know, just be prepared. It's your first time. Don't don't expect everything's going to be the way you want it. I mean, expect the worst, hope for the best. And um, Someone made a comment like, you know, they might even at some point like be like, "All right, you're up, you're ready to go." And the minute they're about to send you out, say, "Oh wait, hold on, we're going to a commercial." Yeah, exactly. But guess what? That that happened to me. Really? I'm sitting there like warmed up, ready to go, got my coat up, coat off. It's probably like five degrees out. They say go, and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait, no, hold on." And I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" Oh, that sucks. I watched four minutes. That's a long four minutes. Did uh, I forget who else they did that to? At uh, regular X Games. I was there one time, and yeah, pro probably everybody. But it's like the dude was already shitting his pants, and then they're just like, he's like re bike running, ready to go with something that he'd been working on, and then all of a sudden they're just like, ah, commercial. And he, I'm like, imagine sitting up there, you're about to do something you've tried into the pit a couple times, and then all of a sudden you're, you're revving your bike, you're psyching up, and they just make you kill your bike and sit there for commercial break. And then you gotta yeah. psych yourself back up. Oh, like, that's horrible. It was. I don't know. I, somehow I handled it pretty good. I mean, I don't know how I, I have that skill, but um, I don't know. Like the pressure stuff doesn't necessarily get to me as much as as some of the other guys. So I had that going for me, but um, it definitely sucked. I actually ride better like when it was just go time. I'm much better when it's all right. It's you got to go now than I am just forcing myself to do stuff, you know, in practice or whatever. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and that was the other thing that was kind of funny too. Is uh, the first day of practice, everyone's out there. I mean, part of it, I think was they didn't have anywhere near the time I did all of these things, but everybody's out there just huffing themselves, like throwing tricks, doing this, doing that, and I'm out there just jump in the thing the first day just trying to get comfortable landing on the damn thing and i for the most part sat around for a month of practice watching and then uh second day i come in better headspace 
do one straighter because I can't stand straighter and just make sure I'm where I'm at. And then from there, I just started rolling flips all day. Nice. Just back to back to back to back. And I guess that was kind of the hot topic after that was, who the hell is this kid? How does he have this down so good? And what the hell does he have up his sleeve? That's good. That's what you got to do is build that hype. The next yeah. year when it rolls around, you know, you're getting the call. Well, and that's what the deal is, yeah. is, uh, <laughs> you know, at things like that, you got to come out and just throw down right off of the bat to make people be like, oh, shit, he's for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like no, said, it's, uh, yeah. and then you still went for it, and you could tell you were struggling to get it all the way around, not once, and then you did it a second time, you still <clears> pulled it off. Like that's You know, they're, they're watching that, because they've had people come out and... And you know they they don't. They what don't was do his name? Willie Watts. Willie Watts. It. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna name names. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting another. Drink. But you know, when, when they yeah, uh, do that, they want to make sure they're gonna at least do something. Oh yeah. Well, and you know what? The second jump, honestly, like I was crapping my pants after the first one about landing on my face, and I've never had to be. Under the gun that hard, where literally, like, I pulled back in, and I've got Ryan Villapuglis staring at me, looking like he just saw a ghost after watching me almost die. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I got a little break. I looked over, and I'm like, no, apparently I don't. I'm up and, like, like turns into the next jump. I'm just about to die back. I'm going to pump him up crazy. Unless you get a commercial break. Dude, I literally just, like, I somehow shut my brain off at that point. It was like, all right. Aging, here you go. Okay, all right, you're up. Go. And I just somehow, like, once they said go, it was like, I don't even remember any of it. I just remember telling myself, come into that ramp, pull as hard as you possibly can, and jump off that bike as hard as you can, and make sure you get back on with everything you got. And then, well, we're coming down. into the landing, I buried the front end. I'm like, you are not going down right now. Like, I met with a wall of snow in my face. The snow fell, and I'm still up, and I threw my fist up so hard and so pumped. But, dude, I broke my balls so hard on that, too. <laughs> how'd your chest feel smashing up the bars dude i didn't even feel my chest i literally thought that i like exploded my testicles that's how bad that hurt <laughs> i would have been better off having someone take a sledgehammer and just hit me as hard as they could two or three times a night <clears throat> it would have felt better than that dude i um <laughs> long like first year doing uh freestyle uh, I jumped there. I was on a 125 yet, and it still had moto suspension on it and stuff. And um, we were in Baltimore, and they had this uh, stage, and otherwise the the floor was too small. So we rolled onto the stage, and they had like this little dirt ramp off of it. So I'm like first, second. I come off the that little dirt ramp, click third, and just missed the whole landing by like 20 feet, like nose down. Thought I was gonna grease it. And at first, I thought I was going to throw up because I hit my nuts so hard. And I'm just like, I can't even ride right now. I can't even think. Well, eventually, my whole crotch up to my belly button went numb. And I'm like, well, I might as well just get practice over now. I can't even feel anything anyway. So, Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much how this was. I was literally like on fire, just raging. And I was in the first thing about, like, riding back back to my face. And I was like, just trying to feed off that adrenaline. <laughs> it was horrible. Now I gotta rewatch it because I I literally rewound that very part, and I was watching on YouTube on my phone, casting it to the TV. So when I rewound, it went back like ten minutes. So I spent the next five minutes 
try to tell my wife, like, hang on, hang on. Watch his ski go into the, into the snow. Watch it, watch it. I finally get it. Kids drifted off. They didn't watch it, but she watched it. But I did not know you smashed your beans. I oh, dude. But I, like, we were joking because, you know, you're there and you're in the moment. Like, you don't know anything other than what you're doing. So, like, I had so many friends and family back home all over the place that were moved in watching it. And I kept saying how I wish I could be a fly on the wall to see everybody. And I guess first thing out of my grandpa's mouth when he was watching was because there was something about, like, is his, are his balls okay? Did it did it hurt his balls or something like that? Not like yeah, the balls are like yeah, are his boys all right? That's cool, man. That's gotta be pretty cool doing something like that and having everybody watching. It's pretty. It's a trip. I mean, you know, I I kind of missed the 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 window for regular FMX early on before it got stupid gnarly when you had to absolutely have foam pits and airbags and everything else to do anything. Um, so I kind of dismissed, honestly, like ever getting a shot at going to X Games and then this popped up and started looking like it could actually be a thing and just to actually go to X Games for one, but then walk out with a medal. Um, I mean, it just, like I said I, earlier, I'm still trying to process that and just, you know, accept the fact that that actually happened is real. Um, it's weird. It's, it's like to check that off my bucket list and then it, I don't know where to go from here. Like that was one of the biggest things that I ever wanted to do in my life and I did it. Well, I can see I mean, the bronze medal behind you, so it's real. <laughs> these ones are gangster this year too. I don't know if you guys saw people playing with these things, but these are like the ultimate adult fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's the first uh, X Games medal on the on the podcast. Yeah, really? for sure. Well, here it is. In all its glory. There it is. <laughs> that's got to be surreal, dude. Yeah, the thing's heavy too. My neck's so sore, like just from that, like landing twice the same way. I put that thing on, I have to take the damn thing back off. <laughs> My whole body is just like. There's nothing that, that's going to calm it down. Like, no hot tub, no ibuprofen, no massage. It's just waiting it out. Just deal with it? It was, like, I told a few people, like, I think I would have been better off walking across the street, getting hit by a car, getting back up, and then doing the exact same thing, and it would have felt better than that. <laughs> Sounds like the foam pit. I think the foam pit's better than that, too. Well, this is crazy. You watch it, and you think it's snow, so you think it's, you think it's soft, you know? Well, it's not because you guys are landing on it. Well, and they probably packed that shit in. It was probably ice, wasn't it? Did they spray it? Yeah, it, uh, the top layer was nice for, you know, two, three, four, five jumps, but it's still like, you know, six inches underneath was hard as a rock. So the hole would appear right away and then you're landing in that hole and bottoming out to all hell your body's acting like suspension and not doing what you want it to do. And it's cold too, right? So that doesn't help. Right. And especially how about trying to do a trick off of a 45 foot gap, uh, you know, in 40 yeah. in the whatever, five degrees. I've ridden in five yeah. degrees before and you can't even, you're like halfway into your seat grab and you're like, I'm going to land. I need to get back on already. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Everything hurts. Everything's so dumb. So delayed is gnarly. Yeah, but I'm I, I the metal's rad. Like I I'm kind of shocked on that. Like I thought that uh, you know Ethan Roberts heel cooker flip the second one where he stomped it, you know 
might not be like a not super gnarly moto trick to do for freestyle sake, but that was the first year we were driving down a snow bike and it was clean as hell versus my like gnarly bomb drop landing, but I'll take it. Take what we can get. He did a super like, flip, right? What's up? You did a super flip? Yeah. I meant to do an indie flip, but it didn't come out that way. It came out super flip. <laughs> well, that's a fine mess up. <laughs> Think about uh, first and second, how that all played out. You know, from the get-go, I, I knew Alberg wanted the Cali roll, and I figured if he actually landed that thing, it was going to be hard to touch. So I, I don't have really any reservations there. I think had I had the proper gap for my tricks, I think I still probably would have given him a run for his money on that one. Um, and then Jacko, like, I, I pretty much figured, like, I looked at what he does on a moto normally, it's just comfortable tricks, and kind of figured, okay, he's probably going to do a, cordo- or a, a cliffhanger flip, which he went for. Um, and I kind of anticipated like a secret flip or something, but, um, yeah, like I came into this, like I said earlier, like feeling really, really good about everything. And, um, dude, the, the tricks I was doing in the phone, but I had so dialed and so good that I felt like I couldn't lose. If I went out there and just hopped him as hard as I could and overextended him, like I do on my moto or tried to, like, it was going to be a tough battle for anyone. So, um, yeah, for, for the first year, like, I can't really complain. I got on the box, so I'm pumped. That was fucking awesome. But, yeah, uh, for next sure. Year, next year, we're getting a proper ramp and a proper gap, and we're going to work out hard. It's going to be good. It's going to be interesting to watch this uh, progress so, over the year. Would you yeah, mind talking about I, I, what uh, tricks you were doing? Yeah, so I guess cat's out of the bag now. Everything was so secret before, right? But, um my wife's younger brother, he's just phenomenal behind the camera, and I've had him with me every step of the way from day one. So he's got everything on footage. He's got behind the scenes, like literally the blood, sweat, and tears of the whole project. That, uh, he threw a teaser out already on Facebook and stuff that really like pulls at your heartstrings a bit. But uh, he's planning, I think, of doing like a 20 or 25-minute documentary, the whole thing that'll have everything in it from all the bales, um, all the big gnarly bomb tricks that we were doing. So, I mean, it started out with me not really having any expectations, just thinking what we get an invite. So I worked on just gnarly overextended right side up dead bodies and then did a no-handed flip. And I thought, you know, that's got to be good enough for the first year. And then right before the deadline, I squeaked in some Shaolin flips and feeling good on those. And um, so I went went into the deadline with that and then got a phone call a couple of days later. Actually, it was uh, the day after my 30th birthday. So happy birthday to me on that one. Damn, and nice. And then uh, from there, it was game on. It was, all right, well, we got what we got. Let's go go bigger. So then I started playing with the super flips, the indie flips. I started doing like these running man things that I don't know how they, they, they transformed to that, but they're pretty cool. And then... Uh, Started pushing hard and ended up getting dead body flips upside down pretty good on the handstand bike. So that was that was going to be my big banger if I could get it off. And I was so bummed that the ramp wasn't set where it needed to be because that trick, especially on the snow bike, throws your rotation off so hard. I mean, I tossed a couple away in the foam pit that were so gnarly. It was like the craziest thing ever to have to toss a bike from there. I bet with that big track, you get caught up so, in that thing. Um, let's see here. Trying to pull it out of my phone. Maybe I can show 
put it up through camera and I'll show you guys. I mean, it'll be it'll be in the documentary, but I might as well give you guys a teaser right now. Hey, did you see this? Look at that. That's the one that mixed it with rum. Yo, literally oh. walked in with it like an hour, like two hours ago. And she goes, I don't, hey, try this new, I found this new kombucha, try it. And I was like, oh, sick. And then all of a sudden we turn this thing on and I'm like, he's got that shit on his hat. Now I want to find out where I can get it. Um, You're in a flyover state, Nick. They're, they're not even worried about the noise. I'll make, I'll make my own kombucha, like some moonshine over here. There you go. There you go. With my Moon Moonbucha. Moonbucha. I just got gallons of it. I'm running to the city. <laughs> and you use it to put your children to bed? Oh, man. Oh, it them up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that is the side effect is it's loaded full of B12. So, I mean, you get like a crazy Marley Bruce blood. Oh, is that what's going on with kombucha? Yeah, man. Like, oh, these kids go nuts. Like, some of these things have like... 20,000% of your daily dose of B12 in them for the whole bottle. Well, shit, man. Nobody told me that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you know. I mean, they already got a high energy. Vitamin. I survived the plague of 2018. Vitamin B6 is 20%. Vitamin B12 is 8,870% of your daily value. <laughs> <laughs> I should be drinking this every morning. Yeah, you should. You should, yeah. <laughs> all right well i'm on it uh, <clears throat> all right i might yeah, i don't know where that right now. Wait, find out where the shit did, is find hum did you did i meet you Actually, at one of our have, amateur contests rob somebody go and then we go silent <laughs> uh did did you come oh, to no, one of the amateur contests only in the city of course Oh, Maryville, I get, no, I get this shit. You can't get out there. I can get it, and I'll have it tomorrow, and I'll prove it to you. <laughs> Let's see if you guys can see this. Oh, here we go. We, I can see that when you did that. Clint probably can't, but he's got old, bad eyes. Dude, if my eyesight was any better, they would fear I was a robot. <sighs> Hold on. I just was clicking on the wrong thing. Clint couldn't see it. It was a dead body. No, <laughs> I couldn't see it because I was trying to bring it up bigger no, so that everybody else could excuses. see it. Go drink some kombucha. Yeah, let's, let's do it one more time. Hold on, hold on. Let He's me bring it up. Now I already said it, so he's like, oh, I know what it is. There we go. We got it up now. It's the big one. Dino's calling me. Yeah, boy. And that's a bigger right, track. On the screen. That was like the 50-foot gap. And you were doing it with the with the full size track. Damn, what are you no, doing? No, that was a short track. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, we're podcasting. Yeah, that's the short track, but that was uh, a little further away, and that was like 45, 50 feet, and even then it was like pulling as hard as I could to get that thing to rotate to be able to jump that far through the damn bars. That's awesome, though. Can, I gotta take my first pee break. Can you do that on um can you do uh dead body flips like on your dirt on your regular you know like wheeled dirt bike? I've never done them. Um I had every intention of learning them last year and I started getting Shaolin flips and then I crashed on one and that video's floating around on the internet somewhere. Um 
Luckily, it was only that airbag, but it still sucked. Yeah. Took a little bit of the wind out of my sails at the end of the year. But, uh, so yeah, the first dead body people I ever did was on a snow bike. Kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, so now you should be able to go back to, a you know, your regular bike, and it shouldn't be so gnarly. It should be a heck of a lot easier, I would think. My only problem, my concern is I'm going to go back to the, the, the wheels here for springtime and be pulling so damn hard, I'm going to end up doing, like, double off a regular ramp. Yeah, it, yeah, you may want, like you were saying... If you want to do a double, you may want to just come right out and go after it since you've already just been pulling the balls off the thing. Right? right. <laughs> it's probably best scenario for you. Just rip it. Right. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Like Kyle's been rocking double flips uh, for a good chunk of, of last summer off and on and I never wanted to do that trick, and then I started watching him, and then he's got one of those, the Pastrana double flip ramps that we were jumping, just straight flipping it, and, like, you don't even have to pull off of it. You just dip right. your head, and it flips so easily. So then it started making me question, and I'm like, well, how hard can it really be to do a double flip off that? Right, it's just committing to it and staying tucked. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said, and I said, well, explain to me worst-case scenario then, or what's the hardest part of it? And his response to me was... Uh, just like you said, you got to commit, but the second rotation doesn't start until you peek out and then start to bomb drop. So your last rotation is as you're falling. And mm. he said, there's a real fine window between, uh, you know, staying with the bike at that point, And if you untuck at all, it slows your rotation enough to where you land on your face. So like, well, that's an, I did one double flip on a mini bike at Travis's house. Basically, um, How was that? well, so we were flipping, I, I, my first flip, I over pulled the shit out of it. And then, um, about noon, one o'clock, everybody's like, we want to go to lunch. And Travis says, nobody's going to lunch till somebody double flips a mini into the pit. So oh, he goes, you over pulled the shit out of it first time anyway. Why don't you do it? And I said, he starts explaining it. There's actually, this is one of the mixtapes and he's like, um, I said, no, he, he goes, there's one thing you need to know. He goes, when most people come through the first flip, you try to spot the landing. He goes, the problem is you slow your rotation yeah. down, your feet come off. I said, I'm just going to yeah. pull and keep my eyes closed and just stay tucked. He goes, no, that's perfect. But um, you can actually <laughs> feel like so any flip you can feel where you're at but it, in a double i figured it would go away but it doesn't you could actually feel when you're upside like i knew when to rev i revved on the way out i waited and then when i got into the second flip i revved it again so i mean you'll you flip enough you'll be able to feel like where you are in the flip but just try not to focus on the foam the first time around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. But I don't want to do it, so fucking have fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really know where it came where it came from for my desire, but um, I don't know. I guess somewhere along the lines, my, my brain switched gears and decided it wants to scare me. Yeah. As so. long as you're cool with being scared, then fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the point where I was finally like, you know what? I'm I'm glad I'm not even thinking about some of this stuff. 
Right. You know, like you said, like, uh, you know, KOD flips and cliffhanger flips. And I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) While it's on your head, you just got to chase it. And then you'll just get to a point when it's just like, nope, done. So like, in your brain, go for it, you know? Yeah, yeah, if you feel that, get down. Somebody's got to do it. That's right. Somebody's got to do it on that fucking snow bike. Oh, man. Does that sound scary? I I don't know. That's the thing. Without the gyro, without that gyro, man, that's going to be... I feel like it's going to be hard. Don't listen to me. (laughs) Don't (laughs) even listen to me. Yeah, Yeah, naysayer. (laughs) What the, the whole... The whole snow bike thing, if it wasn't for 450s and fuel injection, it would be a totally different deal, right? I mean, nobody would put a track on a 252 stroke. I don't think it would. would I'm doing it. Uh, there, there are people that do it, actually. There's a, there's a Facebook group. I don't want to hear about that. They're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not jumping them, though. They're just riding back, actually. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know why you would either, though, because, like, with the 450, it almost feels like riding a two-stroke again because the thing's so wrapped out getting the track to spin. Well... So I can't even imagine, like, trying to ride a two-stroke. It probably probably feel bad. I just came up with the the answer to your problems. Five hundo. Oh, fuck that. I've seen some of those, too, not in person, but... Dude, those things are scary enough with wheels. I wouldn't want to put a track on the thing and have well, that thing come after you. Said it, you said the track makes everything slow, so you need the 500 to fucking... It'd be like a 250F. Like a, a normal bike? Yeah, it'd be like a 250F. I don't even... Th- I don't think there's anything that, that can slow down a 500. Those things are just <laughs> beast by nature. Yo, here... Like, somebody explained to me one time, they said, okay, you, you ever ride, ridden a 500? Which... This was before I had, which I only rode it for one lap and I brought it back and I told him it was unnecessary, but I was a 125 guy at the time. Now I think I would enjoy it because I like bigger bikes, but he says on a 125, you go through like a roller section, you get kicked sideways, you hold the thing pinned and you hope it straightens you out. He goes on a 252 stroke, you go through some rollers, you get kicked sideways, you hold it pinned, it'll straighten you out. He said on 500, you go through some rollers, get kicked sideways, hold it pinned, and that fucker is going whichever way the rear wheel is pointed when it touches the ground. <laughs> He's like, so you'll just go, get kicked 90, and that's it. You're just going totally, di- you know, off the side of the track. My experience with Pondo was, I think, 12 or 13 years old. I was maybe four feet tall. I couldn't, I couldn't ride a full-size bike unless I had, like, a starting block or something to, like, Give it up on with the bike. Sounds like a horrible time to experience a 500. Right? Like, and my buddy's dad had an older CR500, and they threw me on that thing thinking it'd be a great idea. Well, me not knowing any better, I decided to crack the throttle open and stood the thing up wide open up a hill and laundered myself down the hill with the bike. Where were the adults when this took place? They were giving him the bike. (laughs) Oh, right. They were probably kicking back having some cold ones with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Robert, he'll get on that bike and tame it. Watch this shit. Uh, this kid's got it. Don't worry about it. 
too prepared for it. That's why I looped it out. Couldn't help himself. They knew one day you were going to be at X Games fucking throwing backies on uh, track bikes. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Uh, it's funny because that same buddy's dad, I, I distinctly remember a comment that he made to me back in the day. Um, I don't remember exactly what year it was, and I think freestyle was maybe a thing at that point, or it was like still in the hills playing around before ramp stuff came into play. Um, and I think I, I told him, I said, you know, someday I'm going to ride dirt bikes for a living. And I believe his comment was uh, nobody from, from the Northwest makes it big like that. Everybody in California can ride every single day. Every day you're going to find someone else who's even better than you. And here I am. I got one of these now. There you go. That's why I'm telling you, that's why I'm telling you not to listen to me when I'm like, Fuck, I don't want to double flip. Can you do it on that track bike? I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm being that old asshole. I'm the old asshole now. I got it. He needs naysayers to fucking pump him up. No, you don't. You need people that are like, you got this. Easy peasy. I've had so many naysayers like growing up around here. Like, it's just, I mean, it's just like anywhere. It's probably worse in California, but I feel like it's more popular or more controlled here because the the riding population isn't as gnarly, but it's funny. Like I've had so many people that never gave me the time of day back in high school and stuff come out of the woodwork and some of the shows. I'm just like, get out of here. You don't know me. Well, (laughs) don't worry. In New Jersey, even when I was doing it, nobody came out of the woods and said shit. Like (laughs) they're like, Oh, you still playing around? Why don't you get a real job? And I'm like, just cause you're miserable. doesn't mean I need to too. You fucker. <laughs> That's just jealousy right there. That's right. You didn't pull out a mom joke when they're like, you did a real job. And then... <laughs> no. I would hurt their feelings. <laughs> that would have been and... my go-to. Anything, your mom. And that would have been like, That's my job. I'm just That's wrong. not what your mom was doing when she was watching me on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, I go for stuff that'll actually like hurt their feelings. I'm like, listen. I actually, I live out in uh, like up the hill, kind of on the mountain, and as far as I know, like me and my wife are like the youngest couple to live up here by like twenty years. Like everyone's in their forties, fifties, sixties. They've lived here forever. Uh, so I got home this morning around like nine o'clock and just half asleep, trying to just get through the day and unpack. And my neighbor comes bombing down the driveway, and she like everybody kind of knows what I do around here, but like I said, they're older; they don't really know. I guess they were just like out and about at a friend's house or having dinner somewhere on Sunday and X game just happened to be on and they like, they somehow put two and two together. So she felt the need to come like find me and be like, Hey, so we saw you on the TV. Now we know what you do. There you go. So now they're good. Now they think you're somebody. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey, have you ever seen anybody wasted on their horse just letting them drive it, them home? <laughs> I've yet to tell them like, be pretty epic, though. Well, apparently that was the big deal when people uh, started driving cars. They're like, how the fuck am I going to get home when I'm wasted? <laughs> what? 
I feel like I've heard this story, but I thought I heard it from my buddy Forberger, not from you. Yeah, I don't know where I heard it, but uh, maybe it was something on TV. But they were like, when cars first came out, you know, they're like, eh, we don't like this. So think about this. This is where we veer off the actual dirt bike topic, Rob, because I've had, I'm, a, I'm halfway through my second drink. So then we just veer off, talk about whatever. Yeah. Everybody's all, we're going to um, have self-driving cars, right? <sighs> We're like so behind the times because fuckers were riding horses like a hundred years ago and that thing would just take them right home. This is true. How this stupid true. are we? I've heard of people whose cars take them right home. Oh, yeah? Friends. Who, and Tesla? They have <laughs> no, they have old fucking 2000 somethings that just make it home. Oh, they're just blacked out. Well, yeah, their skills are in I did have an invention, though, where you get a self-driving car, all right, and it's run with a fingerprint. So, like, when you have something to do, now, I wouldn't do it, but people would. Say your kid's at swim class, and that's 30 minutes away. You order, like, the Uber, but it's a robot car, so it's not going to diddle you. This is a very specific story for him to not know anything about it. Go ahead. (laughs) All right, so you you order the car, you order the robot car, the self-driving car, you go pick your kid up. Your, only your kid with his fingerprint can get in, then it's locked and takes you home. And the whole way home, you can watch a video of your kid in the car to make sure they're safe. And then people would be like, that's crazy. But then your whole argument would be, well, you put your kid on a school bus with some drunk school bus driver with no seatbelts. You don't know. Like, you could, I mean, I wouldn't trust it, but you could put your kid in a car with a robot driving that's not going to get in accidents because it's a fucking robot, if you assume that. Has airbags, seatbelts, and people and like that would fucking dude. We'd be billionaires. I'm and willing to let you guys in on this. Until for that bronze medal as an investment, over. it would work. It'd be awesome because parents are lazy and they would fucking do it. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, but but back to the bus thing though. You said like you're gonna get this crazy gnarly drunk bus driver. It was Chris Farley from Billy Madison that bus driver? Like I take that for the robot. Eat all their lunches? <laughs> yeah. Get robots and never eat the kids' lunches. <laughs> it's true. That's my invention, though. You heard it here first. It's not my invention. Thought I had it. And when you do that, I'm going to be looking for a sponsorship for Snowbike Best Trick, or I guess probably Hoverbike Best Trick at that point. Yes, yeah, you're going to be playing the video game that flips the bike. Listen, you're going to be old <laughs> like us and be like... I'm not riding that fucking hover bike. That thing looks dangerous. <laughs> so I got shot to Mars in a hover bike. He's still on his way to Mars. Fuck this. Yeah, these people. I don't know about this. The guy says, like, Snapchatting on his way to Mars. He's like, ah, oh, fucked up. That's where. It is. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. Uh, oh, I like when the podcast gets the rails. Can we talk about this? I wasn't really sure where this is going to go. This is uh, is fun. I like it. That's what people always go. People are always like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, listen, probably dirt bikes for like uh, 45 minutes. And then who the fuck knows? Yeah, to be fair, this is the longest we've talked about dirt bikes with probably anybody. Honestly, for sure. It was was snow bikes too, though. I mean, it was kind of a (laughs) toss-up. It was something we didn't know about. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's bizarre enough that we'll entertain it. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you just rode wheeled bikes. What's that? I said, if you just rode wheeled bikes, we would have been off this topic like shit half an hour ago at least. Wheeled bikes have been done. That's boring. Yeah. We've been talking CBD oil and fucking all kinds of shit right now. Yeah. The government. We're talking about kombucha right off the bat. Well, you know, you got to get the plug in there. You got to make them happy, right? Yeah, yeah. Hum. We like talking hippie shit. That's, I think we're, well, Clint's over there buying it. Doesn't even know it's on the podcast. I didn't buy it. It showed up at the house with my. Look how that showed up, though. The kombucha that he's sponsored by shows up at your house. The beer that's brewed across the street from that kombucha shows up at my house. It's this, this was meant to happen is what that meant, yeah. right? Um, I might have to hit them up and have have them send you guys some free coupons for some of this stuff. That would be awesome. Dude. I found where they got it. I'm on their website. There you go. Yeah, you we're go. in. Yo. Drive 20 minutes north. I will, because we drink on this podcast every week, I will totally mix up some tequila in that uh, kombucha for sure. Game on. I may do it, I may do it right for my next drink. There you I'll go. Don't mix it with vodka. I think we'll you just gotta experiment. Yeah, yeah. We're we're down with drinking experiments. If you get the coconut one, you mix it with rum. Be prepared; you might turn into a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had that? Um. Uh, what the hell is it called? Kraken. Rum. Oh, that's the oh. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I was making my own, um, uh, what the hell is it, rum chata with that stuff. So, I got um, some rice milk and then just put the Kraken uh, um, in it and then a little bit of uh, cinnamon. And it's kombucha, but it's way stronger than if you, or not kombucha, it's... Uh, like what the hell is that shit? Uh, rum chata. It's rum chata, but it's way stronger. Uh, as soon as he does it, a bunch of sorority girls start knocking on the door. I heard there's rum chata in there. You got rum chata? They're, they're like, do you have any kombucha? I smell it. <laughs> you have rum chata, but do you have kombucha? And I'm like, we do. <laughs> I should. Uh, they got a chai. Kombucha that is seasonal for the for fall and winter. That's like super kind of spicy. That probably would be good in that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Where are these coupons? How do we do? When? How do we? Did we need our first show sponsor? I'm casting it. Oh, this is organic too. Oh yeah. And it's got the bee, well, the bees, B twenty six, and all that stuff. Well, you got, uh, I guess it kind of depends on them, but you got B12, B6, vitamin C, and some other stuff. Vitamin C is only 9%, though. Oh, ridiculous. Thiamine is 48. 9%? It's going to give me the flu. Are you crazy? <laughs> this is like a flu vaccine, bro. <laughs> That's this one here. This oh. one's the flu one right here. Uh, it's a flu vaccine, but it's four times as effective. Lemon ginger. 
Yeah, if you guys like Moscow Mules, this is your mixer for that one. Uh-oh. Yeah, we put this. What's what? The one he's talking about. Which one goes to Moscow oh. Mules? Well, you guys Better talk. Ginger. I'm going to pee. Oh, that's, oh, that makes up the, uh, the ginger beer? The ginger beer. Alright. Now I got a shopping list I put together. <laughs> You're going to have like all these different flavors and all this different water. Vodka, rub, everything else. <laughs> well, I'm looking it up. Because they got, like, where can you find it? So I'm looking you're, it up. You're going to confuse the hell out of people at the store because they're going to be like, is he trying to get wasted or is he trying to get healthy? We don't know. I drink coffee. Oh, my. No. You're the one who introduced mixing it with stuff. I'm just. This is the next day I'm talking about. It wasn't me. It was the dude at home. He told me about it. And then I started mixing. Oh, so y'all, so here you go. Are you a big beer fan too? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, I love beer. Like, uh, like IPAs and that sort of thing. Not like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, they have one in the summer, a kombucha that's seasonal. It's a grapefruit. Yeah. Mix a grapefruit with an IPA. You will be crazy. Very intoxicated and happy. Really. Because it gives you that nice, like, summery, uh, kind of spritzy taste, yeah. but then you get the A in there, too. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to find some of these. It's telling me they got them at this, uh, this Target. I don't want to go there. got to be somewhere else. I think they're, um, they're starting to pop up in Walmart. Uh... Where else can you get them? Like I said, Safeways, some some different grocery stores. How about ShopRite? All the targets north, because I live south of Chicago, so everything, I'm in the uh, cornfields. So everything north of me is people. So it's saying all the targets north of me. Yeah, Target needs look. Somebody else has to have it. Here we go. Kohl's has it. Kohl's. What the? I don't know. I'm going to be on the hunt for it tomorrow. The hum hunt. The hum hunt. <laughs> uh, dude, people are stoked on this stuff. We, uh, my wife, uh, she actually worked, I guess she's still kind of like part-time basis as a fill-in, but uh, <laughs> she worked at a tap room that they had like 30 different craft beers on tap and then they had like a thousand different beers in the cooler like in bottles and cans and whatnot and we had a, a christmas party there so we did the white elephant gift and i brought a case of hum and everybody was fighting over it stealing it from one another it was awesome yeah i mean once you have it it's uh and you get like a lot of people when we were making it at home it kind of had stuff in it so people would be weirded out but if you get past that it's really good Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and at least like this stuff is like compared to some of the other ones on the market, this stuff actually has a good flavor when it goes down smooth. It's not like vinegar or any other crap out there. Yeah. So if you let it go long enough, like if you make it yourself, it gets pretty uh it can get pretty strong. Oh, <laughs> on yeah. Its own. oh yeah. I think it's how it becomes like a cleaner or something. Like my wife did the same thing. We we were away for a while, we came back home and we're like, um, what does that smell in the house? And we realized it was the kombucha that had turned into like a vinegar. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we had like the uh, the mother, and it like, I think we killed it. We let it get too crazy. Uh. Clint, what did what 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 what? <laughs> I was showing you my tequila, <laughs> and now my and <laughs> uh, organic tequila. That's so great, dude. My stomach's just gonna be like this is just like water. <laughs> the whole thing. They cancel each other out. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. That's a good. That's a good drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said vodka, but I'm not a vodka guy. I'm allergic. I break out in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> If that's that old guy joke, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I heard uh, Anthony Kiedis had it in an interview said that. <laughs> well, I'm using it at some point. It's a good one. I'm using that one. I'll put it in the mental notes, and that's it. Yeah. All right. Get, I, already, I already forgot what we just said. Get rid of that share thing, so that way it goes back to just showing us. Because right now I got a map of the middle of nowhere where no one cares about. All right, I was looking for the damn thing. Can you see there now? You, you over it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny D. Wayne asked if you um, went out, I'm assuming, with your medal and if people tripped out. You know, I, uh, what did I do? We went, we rolled through a couple coffee heads some, at some point last night and uh, they had their thing in full blur mode. Super hard freaked out, or, like broken neck or bird yet. So. We'll see. We're gonna we're gonna go to a bar here in town uh, with all the locals and see if anybody um, perks up over it. Cause I don't think any really exists up here where I'm at. Nobody nobody from here has ever really been to Exton and done anything. So, so we're, you're back you're back home right now. Yeah, I'm back home. Well, I woke up yesterday morning. And we drove straight, probably 22 hours straight from Aspen back to Seattle. Yeah. So. I would wear that thing like it was a scarf, and it was keeping me from getting the, <laughs> the flu. It's pretty, it's pretty weak. I'm like, oh, this thing, I forgot I even had it on. <laughs> yeah, whoops. I wouldn't mind having a few more of these. I don't no. know if they're going to be as cool as this in the next, the coming years, though. I mean, they, they killed it on this one. They really got the fidget spinner thing going. Listen, it could have been a sock <laughs> with something on the bottom of it, and you'd be stoked right now. Actually, you know what? I made a comment to my buddies. I was like, man, I was like, if I get on the box, it'd be awesome. Because in the past, people got guitars. And then I didn't see anything. And I was like, I'm not getting a guitar. Damn. Did you get, you got a guitar, didn't you? I got a guitar, but it's not here. They're shipping it to me. So when that thing shows up and I got this, the metal, game on. How come they wouldn't? Oh, they probably only had like three of them or something and all the athletes use the same guitars probably yeah yeah i can't imagine they'd want to have uh what do they say whatever 30 something guitars at the event yeah <laughs> this isn't the oprah show not everybody gets a guitar you get a guitar you get a guitar <laughs> well, that's bullshit everybody should get a guitar that's right i want a fucking guitar I've been to X Games to watch a couple of times. I didn't. I never got anything. 
So actually, uh, since we're on the guitar subject, so we rented this badass house in Aspen, right? It was like a thousand bucks a night, but I had a bunch of family and friends that flew in, so we split it. This house is like, it's like a 15-person house. I don't even know how many millions of dollars it costs. And at the top of the staircase is a signed handheld guitar with like album covers and shit embedded into the wall. Wow. Oh, <laughs> in the house you were staying in? I think I posted it on my Instagram. I'm pretty pumped on it. Nice. It's pretty intense. I was thinking of looking for it. I got my guitar, but he didn't give it to me. So maybe next year. Yeah, you should have swiped that one. Right? This is my guitar. I didn't get mine, so this is mine. There you go. <laughs> so what happens when I just look at pictures and I don't read the caption? Because I didn't know what that guitar meant. <laughs> <laughs> I just like pictures. <coughs> pictures are cool. So we kept getting broken up. Did you ever ride at one of those amateur contests, Rob? Thinking about that, actually, um, Conrad, uh, uh, right? You broke up. What'd you say? I said Conroe, Texas, Three Palms. Does that sound okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's what I figured. That's where I thought I met you at one of those, and I was like, I can't uh, place it. That was the one where pa- I rolled up with Paris, and Paris just lawn darted himself doing front flips. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, Hartman knocked himself out in practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And it was like 120 out or something. Yeah, it was dying. super hot. Eric Ruiz was there from Mexico with another dude from Mexico. Oh. When he, yeah, he shattered his femur on the cliffhanger. Yep, that's right. That was, man, we had a lot of carnage there. <laughs> that may be the worst uh, contest for, for people getting hurt. Flip was just trying to eliminate the future of freestyle. He's like, coming up. I was like, I'm almost done. You, all you guys are fucking not doing anything. <laughs> uh, no, I, I did that. That's where I'm saying there was, a, there was a couple of contests in Arizona. I did a couple of those for fun back in the day, too. Um, and then, actually, I did that first FMXA one they did at Paula, uh, the very first one. I think the year after that, and I think it was, like, the Rad Contest or something at that point. You did the first one, too? I did that first one. Whoa, whoa. But, what were you riding? Yeah. Did you? Shoot, I think I, think I was riding... It was like a yellow and blue, no graphic, because that was a broke, like, just young kid, didn't know anything. Yeah, pretty much what I did, like, I sent the video in to try and get in on it, and then uh, Chris Tedesco from ESPN was like, hey man, he's like, "Uh, you made it to the contest, and I'm like, nobody told me I made it, and I had two days to get there from Chicago, so I'm like, oh, and it was November. I hadn't ridden in like a month. So I went out to this buddy's house. I had my ramp at. I hit a couple times. He's like, what are you doing? Because it was, you know, 20 degrees. I'm like, I'm hit this ramp. I got to go to California and, and jump further. And then he went with me. And, uh, yeah, I went out there. And I can't remember. Every, I All I remember, I remember Derek, Derek Beckering was out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of people out there for that one. That was that a fun was- one. You that know, was the Freestyle MTX days where everyone was like, "What's your What's your username on Freestyle MTX?" Yeah. Oh, you're so and so. Yeah, I didn't have Freestyle MTX that whole fucking time. I'm like, how? I'm, 
missing everybody, dude. <laughs> How did you find our contest then? I found out, like everybody had this club. I didn't fucking know I could have just joined. I was like, oh, you're fucking kidding me. Dude, Freestyle MTX was the shit back in the day in the heyday. I remember being on there like when Jones was just still like a nobody. Dude, Freestyle MTX was the shit. Looking, looking back at those um, amateur contests, I'm like, a lot of people came through those things. Uh, the yeah. first time I ever heard of, I'm pretty sure the first show or anything that Paris ever rode was the first one that I ever did in Georgia. And we were at a motocross track. We turned to, we like made, that was probably the best one as far as, I don't know. The one at Durham Town was pretty good when we took his supercross track and made it into a freestyle course. But the original one was at a moto track and we had like, there was like an 85 foot tabletop on the track and we just cut the face in like crazy and made it super steep and then pushed up more dirt on the landing and then had a nice. ramp coming back on the other way. And there was like a setup jump for the big hit. Well, so I'm sitting there, actually me and, um, I want to say Paul Smith, that might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure me and Paul were in the backside of the track in his truck or my truck smoking. And all of a sudden this minivan comes rolling up and parks right next to us. And we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and he hops out. Then Paris hops out. So I like hop out of the truck so that like, I'm not just opening the window. Maybe I did just open the window. I may have just sat there and was opened the, the window. Plymouth minivan, like the one that just beat the crap. It looks like it was like it was like a red one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yo, so he he gets out and he walks over to the truck, and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, I guess he he's like you, Clint, yeah." And he's like, "He's like, I'm here to ride the contest." And I look, and I'm like, "Don't see anything in his minivan." And I'm like, uh, what are you going to ride? He goes, no, I got a bike in there. It's just laid down. So I get out of the truck. I walk over to his minivan. And for sure enough, he's got a, his bike laid down in the back of the minivan. <laughs> like there's no seats or anything. It's just one bike in there laid down on its side. And I'm like, all right, okay. So then he fucking rides. He's got... um. I actually remember this fairly good. I don't remember the pants he had on, but he had a, um, they did not match his jersey. His jersey was like a, a No Fear McGrath jersey from like, you know, oh, I don't even know, years before. His pants didn't match it. And then he had a helmet that didn't match it with no visor. And then we start riding and then he starts throwing down. And I'm like, this fucking guy, who the hell, this guy drove from Minnesota to Georgia in his minivan with his truck late with his bike laid on the side no visor none of his gear matches and he's just throwing down and like a year later he was like i'm going for front flips and we're like all right and sure enough he's fucking throwing front flips <laughs> that dude still to this day is not these guys ever met their red bunny he was pretty gnarly what is he now he's a flight attendant or something isn't he uh, no, no way. I don't think he does that anymore. You see, he he's got like this uh, this school bus he converted into a pizza oven. Like he builds out of a school bus pizzas. That's awesome. Yeah, I really I like that know. guy. All I know is uh, <laughs> we went to uh, the second AFMXA and I brought the machine with, 
with his 10 inch boots and his leather mask, <laughs> Paris was like, come up to my room, party, party. <laughs> like, nah, these dudes are too excited about me partying with them. He's like, I'm not going. <laughs> Oh, they went work to party with him so bad. Oh. Or machine, I should say. I, I gave away his identity. Oh, man. What a guy. What a guy. Interesting character. Is he still married to that um, chick that he was dating? Like, I, I think so, yeah. They got they got a couple kids together. Nice. Yeah, he, yeah. Does, he totally was just like... Vanished. He's like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, came in and do like some of the gnarliest stuff ever, and then just poof, gone. Yeah, he's like, listen, I'm just gonna go and be in the middle of nowhere later. I'll still never forget. So like, he did, uh, you know, he did the the single front flip thing, and then like when he exited from freestyle there, like his segment that on the pipe that Jay went out to finish mortgage and film. I'll still never forget the story they were telling about how Jay showed up late. Paris is already warming up, and Jay's, you know, out there putting his camera together, setting it up and everything. Here comes Paris, bombing ass around the house, hits the ramp, does a front flip, and Jay's losing his mind, freaking out, like, no, 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 wait, 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 I gotta get the camera going. Comes back around, does a knack front flip, eats it, gets back up, does another one, and this is all, like, I think 10, 10 or 15 minutes said and done. Jay was just, like, barely scrambling to get the shot. Yeah. Working with camera guys and riding is an interesting deal because it's like, I'm going to do this. And they're like, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm already trying this to psych myself video. up. This is not like, this, this isn't Wednesday afternoon. All right. This is like some <laughs> gnarly shit. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to work out with myself. And they're just like, hold on. The sun's not right. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> With uh, X Games, yeah. like, hang on, stop. Yeah, no, like, no, motherfucker, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Dude, uh, Shipman did that when uh, I did that that AFMXA in Texas at Dan's house. The quad guys was taking like a half hour to set that ramp up, and they're setting it up. And, I, and I'm like, what are you setting up at? They're like 75. I'm like, all right, so I'm riding, I'm riding, I'm riding. They're still setting it up, still setting it up. And the longer they took, the more I'm like, I just want to be the guy just to fucking blast their ramp. Uh, like, I don't know them. I want to just hit their ramp. Well, they finally set it up. Everybody leaves it alone. I hit it. I chopped the fucking throttle on the face. I bail. I land on top of the landing. Get up. I'm all right. And then Shipman's like, why didn't you tell me you're hitting it? I'm like, I'm fine. you should have been watching me the whole fucking time. I, didn't, I had enough pressure on it. I didn't want to be like, watch me crash. Yeah. No, you know, the last thing, if you're doing something that you're scared of, the last thing you want to do is roll over to somebody and be like, hey, I'm about to do this gnarly thing. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? right? Like, you're supposed to get that. You can't sense that fear that I'm giving off. That's yep. why I like GoPro. Because as soon as I get on there, I just turn it on, and then I'm like, I always get my wreck, one way or another. My camera yeah. guy was yeah, always right. adjusting for light. He had a light meter and all this shit, and he's like, we're riding for hours, and he's like, all right, I didn't get anything. Go, and I'm like, what? And he's like, I was adjusting my aperture. And I'm like, listen, we already rode for 45 minutes. I already did all my tricks. I don't know. We're just going to go through it again, I guess. <laughs> and then, get, uh, and camera guys, 
He'll fucking film it. He gets everybody crashing, everybody doing tricks. That's... He doesn't give you any, like, fucking, hang on, I got to get this right or this wrong or whatever. Who is that? Josh Rudd. He does the whole Arena Cross series, but he always uh. just sends me Snapchat some pictures he's got of people eating shit. Well, that's my camera guy. <laughs> Kyle would always put his, like, never, never caught a crash. It would be like, we'd film for hours, and then he'd be, like, adjusting his shit, and somebody would just land on their face. And I'm like, did you get that? No. What no, do you Rudd mean? He just films constantly, and he's not a rider, but he knows, like, when you're doing tricks and stuff, he doesn't get you when you're, like, half extended or heel clicker. He gets, like, he, he knows what, what the trick's supposed to look like. Like, yeah, like, when you're at a show, and you get the, the professional photographer that's got, like, the 8,000 art lens, and go, check this shot out I got you, and you're, like... Frogger. The Frogger. Yo, and that's the one that's <laughs> ending... That's the one that's going in the paper. Yeah, every time. 100%. Every time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you got a shot in the paper, and you're, like... Are you, did you seriously... Did you seriously put that fucking thing? That was the best picture you got that whole show was me with my legs next to the fender holding on to my seat. That was it. That was the one. All right. Cool. How about when people come up and they go, yo, hey, hey, I got this awesome picture of you. And you're like, well, you call me in the air. That was good. I was definitely in the air when you took the picture, but that's not anything. I don't know what that is. How about, about <laughs> Carney says, hey, check out this good picture I got of you. And then it shows you a fucking dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Clint knows this. This is Clint's story. <laughs> the whole story is Clint. Listen. And he showed me the same dick pic. <laughs> wow. Yo, we're... Yeah, no. <laughs> this is a real story. We're at a show. We're at a circus. <laughs> And this dude come into, didn't he come in the locker room was super stoked about dirt bikes and all this shit before the show and he's talking to us? Oh, here. This was you doing a show the week before. Were you not there? And you told, no, you told me uh, the story. So then the next week you go, this guy comes up and goes, hey, you want to see a picture of the guys from last week? And I'm like, nope. Dino saw it. All right. Did he should, he should. Okay, so he he's like the guy's like I got this picture I got all these pictures he was pumped about dirt bikes right and he's like I got these pictures of you and I'm like oh, okay cool so he pulls up the picture and then he's like none of them are timed right it's like it's me a, it's a flip phone too it's like me just about to hit the ramp or like just coming off the ramp or like nothing looks any good right and he's just like super stoked on these and he's scrolling through his pictures. And he's like, hey, this you, this you, this you. Dick. His dick. <laughs> <laughs> the next photo, he didn't he didn't think at all. He's scrolling through pictures of me. The next one is just a picture that he took of his own dick to send to somebody. <laughs> so so I just look at So I just look at him. I, I almost think Yo, I almost think he was trying to, like, see, feel me out where I was at on that. He's just like, dick. And I'm like, I look at him, and I'm just, <laughs> just kind of like, oh, fuck. And I look back down. I did. 
Yo, so then he just gets mad at me. Now he's mad at me. And he starts going to everybody else talking shit about me like that. I said this and I said that. And I'm like, people come up and I'm like, yo, I literally said nothing. He was flipping through pictures of me jumping. Next thing it was his dick. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> and I just stared at him. I didn't even say anything because I was just like, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, and then he gets so embarrassed. He runs around, told everybody else at the circus. And then was talking shit about me. And I'm like, how are you mad at me that you showed me your dick? I don't understand. He, he wasn't a performer. He was one of those guys like the circus picks up in a town. Yeah. At, and hangs with them for yeah, a couple at, weeks. At like, a, at like the homeless shelter. Listen, if you're ever on the circus, Rob, they, <laughs> they will seriously. Like, so we showed up to some one town and um, we had all these people. And then as we le as we left the town. We had all different, like, just random people with us. And I'm like, who the, f the next town, I'm like, who the fuck are all these people? And they're like, well, they fired all those people and they just went to the homeless shelter and hired all these other people. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's good. So all these people, all these random people are just with us now that we don't even know from some homeless shelter and we're not supposed to worry about them stealing our shit or whatever. Wow. Showing us dick pics. He wasn't with for long because the next weekend, so Clint tells me the story. The next weekend, this guy shows up. I don't know what he looks like. And he's like, hey, I got all these pictures from the guy last week. He starts showing pictures of Clint. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm just, I knew what was coming. Turned up. It was me and my buddy Dino. I think Dino's watching right now. Dick pic. And then came out like later in the week. The dude didn't come out for the show to help move the ramp. And he was fucking. He got drunk or something, and it was just—it was typical. Like he just was that he was gonna end up in Nebraska somewhere, wherever the fuck we were. Yeah, the circus. Have you done circus? Uh, I don't think I've ever done any circus shows. No. You should do them just for the experience. They're fun. Dino said he was a shit shoveler. I don't know what he was, but he definitely was interesting. He was a mess. He was passed out in the locker room the one show. I know it because we were jumping. I think we could only jump like 50 feet or something because it was super tight. And this dude was supposed to come help us like move stuff and set up ramps. And then he never showed. Because <laughs> the guy running the circus, the guy run the, the main circus guy, he looked like Rip Taylor. And he was <laughs> fucking hilarious. It was, uh, I can't remember what circus it was. The it was Plunkett. <laughs> what? Plunkett. That's their last name. <laughs> I don't know. He looked like Rip Taylor. I thought he's got like a little confetti gun. And... Yo, so um, that show where the um, and you know my memory's fucked, but I'm pretty sure that that's the show that I had AJ with me. Jim, I don't even remember his last name from Illinois. Hey, all right. So short story. This is AJ's hoodie that I stole. Out of the camper, the next show. Or no, the camper, by the box truck. Well, did he ride? He didn't ride. Did he with no. you? No, because he... he the show with you, right? Yeah, because he crashed, right? And he landed like yeah. a little bit sideways and whiskey throttled under the stage. So, so there yeah. was like a stage at the end and he fucking like ducked and just literally disappeared into the stage. And when he come <laughs> out, he's just like... I could have died, da-da-da, 
fucking, I almost got killed, and this, and, and that's all he, and I'm like, dude, he's over it. He's already done, because <laughs> he's worried too much about the dying. Week, the whole next week, me and Dino are doing the show, and we're jumping 50 feet, and everybody's freaking out, like, guys, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Just go easy. Don't die over this. And me and Dino are like, we're all right. It's 50 feet. Like, even if we hit the stage, we're all right. Yeah. Dino got whacked in the head with a fucking, the pole off the uh, landing. He's setting it up. It's like a 10-foot pole, no joke. Mm. Just falls down, clunks him in the head. And everybody's like gathered around him. He's like, just get the fuck away from me. And the here comes Rip Taylor. Everybody, get away from him. Get away from him. <laughs> <laughs> and Dino's like, everything tingles, man. Just get away from me. And then we still, he wrote <laughs> before practice. <clears throat> so we wrote practice, and it was like the whole weekend of, I think it was a week. But that was AJ's sweatshirt that was hanging in the box van that Dino drove to the show. And I swiped it. Because yeah, I knew he quit. And I was the only person probably... I was longer than AJ, but... He was a little thicker, so I swiped it. He, you're longer, but he's thicker. Yeah, I'm, so like, I'm not going to leave that one alone. We'll just... <laughs> we'll just leave that one as it is. I'm going to trust that you know. Uh, pictures now. Yeah, yeah. Don't put your phone up. I want to see some pictures of my phone. <laughs> Jumping. It's, it's me jumping. Oh fuck! It just says Nick and AJ. Nick, like I, I even in that building. So there was like the um, there was a bunch of dressing rooms or whatever. So like all the circus performers are in this one dressing room. So I go across the hall in this totally empty dressing room. So it's just me. And I come back in, I left for the night or whatever, and I come back in and there's towels and shit hanging up there. He moved into my solo dressing room. There was literally no reason for him to be in there at all. I was the only one in that dressing room. And next thing you know, I come back in, there's all these towels and shit. I'm like, who the fuck is in here? And then next thing you know, he comes walking in and I'm like, are you fucking serious? You had to, you had to come in here. Into my into my solo dressing room and fucking haunt me here too. You want to show me more dick pics? Like, what are you trying to do? Just nonchalantly come out of the shower with your dick out? Like, I don't understand. Well, that's like that scene in Eurotrip on the train. And dude's like, oh, my scoozy, scoozy, scoozy. <laughs> yeah. If he had been European, that would have been him. He, he was like, I'm just going to come out of the... I'm going to come out of the shower with just my dick hanging out of my towel. And I don't know if you're fucking cool with it. Cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I don't know if I ever want to, sir. You do. You do. You want to. And then you got to come back and tell us your story. Yeah. Do it and then come back and tell us all about it. The only circuses I've done are the Nitro ones and they're nowhere near that well. Well... Step it up. Step your game up. Don't do those baby circuses. Yeah, tell Travis. Step your game up, dude. Yeah, tell Travis. Yeah, tell him he needs about uh, 30 South Americans and some dudes from the homeless shelter that want to show people their dick. <laughs> then he can call it a circus. So that circus tell us some dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Not a circus till there's a whole family of South Americans and some creepy guy showing you his dick, all right? 
until then, you're just fucking doing monster jams. This doesn't sound like a like a family friendly event anymore. <laughs> what do you mean they're yeah, all they're families? Like, this stays in the campers. I'm getting a beer. I don't know if this is almost over. I'm still getting a beer. Wow, I don't know. We're we're on a roll here. This is uh it's been an interesting conversation from snow bikes and dirt bikes to kombucha to the circus. And dick pics. Listen, this is how this podcast goes. If you haven't watched enough, like, we had Nate Adams talking about, uh, like, um, what the hell was it? Uh, fluoride in the water and shit like that. Like, we go all over the place with people. Nate, Nate can get on some tangents. I showed a room with him a couple of times at Nitro, and he's, he's chill but interesting. I like him. Well, that's why we do, you know, like... I basically based it off of like a like Rogan's podcast where he does he does three hours. We only do our aim is like hour and a half at least. But then you venture off of your initial uh, like subject and you talk about you get to actually know people. So, you know, it's like same thing. We spent an hour or more talking about actual like X games and stuff. And now we ventured off, and now we can learn your actual personality, you know? Totally, totally. Which is, that's what the sport, that's what anything, like, look at reality TV shows. It's just because you watch it and you go, I really like that guy, I hate that guy. Like, whether you like him or hate him, you actually have a feeling about it, and it becomes interesting to you, so... We like to try to do long form conversations so that way we can veer off topic and see what the people actually think. Totally, totally. Dying is great. I mean, yeah, that's, that's that's why we have social media stars that don't do anything and just blast their life. Right. You know, and my whole time, I've always started companies or had teams or whatever because. I hate talking about myself, and I'm pretty sure that nobody gives a fuck. But that's yeah. what social media is. Apparently, people care. Totally, totally. Social medias. The medias. You don't have to have to do anything anymore. You just have to have social media followers. Yo, at the end of my career, I'm riding like 600 performances a year, and there's people on Instagram riding like. 10 shows with like a million times the followers and stuff. And I'm like, apparently you just got to post shit. I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. But but what pays like social media can look good, but you can be broke as shit. Yeah. But if you get up into the big numbers, then, uh, that will affect, you know what I mean? Being hired and, and shit like that. Like, and nothing against Axel, but how did Axel get into the snow bike thing? Because, brother well but he has a fucking ton of followers so um you know if you're gonna hire somebody uh why not hire the guy that already has a built-in fan base i mean it makes sense i get that part he is good though on a bike no i agree but i agree but what like okay and probably this year was a perfect setting for him because since it being the first year, not everybody was going super gnarly. Even a guy like Brody did a, you know, like, and I'm going to 
slight what he did. You know, he did a holy grab on a fucking snow bike. But in the grand scheme of things, compared to what he does normally, that's not really necessarily that gigantic of a trick. Right? right. But right. he got in because the sport's still in its inception. So, you know, there's room for that. And it's the same thing. Hot Axel was able to get in. He's only been doing tricks for, from what I know, six months maybe. You know, like. He was only doing the race and there's a snow bike best trick. Yeah. But Frisbee ended up like doing something to his back in snowmobile freestyle. So he pulled out of that. Well, then there was only seven, and then they were scrambling. I mean, and he was already there. Yeah, Axel was done, like going to go party. He stripped all his gear off or whatever. And Kirkhoff goes up and goes, Hey, he goes, If you're in a ramp on your, your uh, bell, and he's like, Well, we need somebody. You're, you're in. It's trick. And he thought it'd be like meant like now. He's like, so what is the event like now? Like, what, like I can go cut grabs real quick, I guess. Like, what's the ramp at? Like, oh, 30, 40 feet. Okay. Well, how was it hitting the thing? All right, cool. And next thing you know, he comes rolling up on his bike, ready to go. Really? So he hit was it. That last minute? Yeah. In like practice yeah. right before the show or what? Or did he just hit it in, in the contest? No, he came into practice, but it was like literally like he hadn't jumped a snow bike and done any tricks on it until that day. Nice. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, he can ride for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, it's actually funny the social media thing. Um, I don't know if you text he caught that on my front number plate. Um, the upper was that upper right corner. I went to high school with a dude that that's what he does for a living. He was, I don't remember what he was doing before, but he was screwing around on social media and all of a sudden uh, started getting a huge following. And now he's like a kingpin, kingpin on YouTube and Facebook and everything. Um, so he like, he chipped, he helped out with me getting X and everything like that. So that's his logo on my bike. And I call it dope. But uh, you guys ever heard of Mr. Technical Difficult? No. I feel like I have. Maybe. It sounds familiar. Like I, I think he's like a different alias now. I think he's calling himself Chuck Box. What is it? Now he's calling himself Chuck Box. He just throws tomahawks at his buddies standing against like a backdrop. Or something. <laughs> is he drunk while he, he does it? <laughs> he's got like six million followers online. I wish I had oh, tits because I would have at least like, you know, 50 times more followers. <laughs> we should do. We should do. You should do another one with him. Yeah, we should. Done. Might be able to set that. Find this picture of a, of it. Your number plate. Who is it? What? Mister Technical Difficult. Is he on Instagram? He is on Instagram, but I guess uh, Instagram clip the original he has, so it's only at like twenty five thousand right now. Oh. Oh, look up. He's on YouTube. Poor him. He's a dude. Uh, he also has websites, dudecomedy.com. Dudecomedy.com. You got nine um, messages on there, Nick. Oh, on what? On your YouTube. Oh, on 
It's nothing. It, it, I guarantee it's all like, look at Ron Paul, Ron Paul, <laughs> Ron Paul, SpaceX, and two wheels of freedom. Douche perfect. This is your buddy. Get rid of the sound. Please. Although we're although we're on uh, Facebook, so fuck it. Nobody's giving us advertising money anyway. Let's see what he got here. He's champagneing some dude's face on that. Just over six million people like him on Facebook. Oh, he's just he's just figuring it out. I don't know what the criteria is, how many, but he's, uh, as far as I know, he's doing alright. Six million. Because he's not doing stupid dirt bikes, that's why. White Lightning. White Lightning. Kyle, is that him, or is that a different thing? <laughs> Another one of his aliases. He's got a few. I need an alias, I guess. Yeah. Jerk face Clint. I'm going to be Mr. Clint Technical Douche-icles. Do- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's me. Uh-oh. Dude comedy, bitch mom. Whoa, you can't say that. You can't say that on the internet, Nick. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Number you? Number 106. Sex dolls of the future. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh. Oh yeah, they posted me up on his Instagram already. Find him on Instagram, Nick. I'm looking. I'm on it. (laughs) What's his name? What am I looking for? Search uh, Mr. Technical Difficult Two. He clipped his first one because he oh, was stealing know. all the oh, pussy. Technical's not easy to s- spell. Let's see. Here's, yeah. a, here's his Chuck Hawks. Hold on. There you go. I got you up now. Chuck Hawks? Like Chuck Cox? Is that what that is? Fuck like that Tom shit. Hawks. Chuck and Tom Hawks. Two... It sounds like Chuck Cox. It sounds like Chuck Cox. He just threw double-handed... Things while his buddy fucking's laying in front of this log thing for people on audio. His, his so there's a, like a big log, and there's a big black circle in the middle, and his buddy's laying down against it with his head in the big black circle, and he's throwing two tomahawks on either side of his head. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't trust anybody that much. I won't even ride on the back of your bike, Rob. So people are like TDR. I don't even like ride on the back of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't trust anybody enough to have me on the back of their cycle. There's another one for you. Apparently, he's really talented at chucking tomahawks. All right, and now he's got two logs to throw his tomahawks at. He ricocheted off the one. And hit the other? And hit the other. Stop it. I want to know how many takes he took. Nope. What was first take? He does that all the time. Yeah, he's like, here's a good one. Here's a good one. He calls this one the trust throw. The trust throw. Okay, so people on just audio, 
this big log is probably like three, four foot across, and his buddy is sitting on top of it with his legs on either side. So like he's basically chucking tomahawks at his crotch, and it's it's. I don't like watching this. It's got to be only eight, twelve inches off of his cock here. Oh. Yeah. It's horrible. I don't know if I want. To see that go well or go bad, because I don't want that dude to reproduce, because he did such a stupid fucking thing. <laughs> Sitting there? Hopefully, you know, Tide... Hopefully... Now there's another guy. He was standing next to the log. He's, sta he's totally hugging the one side of the log. And he throws a tomahawk, literally, I don't know, eight inches from his face. <laughs> so dumb. What do you do when you hit that guy's face? Then you gotta like call in a, a fucking murder? I don't get it. Well, you get viewers. That's true. <laughs> Blows up. Nick, let's um, you sit on a landing or whatever, and I'll jump and just land on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm signed up for that. Let's. That's all the up. all the viewers will be ours. We will own all the viewers, and then we'll be like, everybody's done viewing everything. And then we're then we're going to be like, you all have to pay for everything. Or we're, sh or we're shutting down the internet. Like, well, we're Wait, we love the internet. How am I going to order Domino's? Is he dead? <laughs> you take the internet. I actually ordered Domino's through the app for the first time last week. Or was it two weeks ago or something like that? Yo, and then you can watch it. They're like, we're putting the toppings on your pizza. <laughs> hey, you can leave them a special note. Would you like to leave a note with your uh, your pizza guru? Yeah. yeah. Don't spit Don't in it, you it fucking asshole. <laughs> you are a cop. Don't spit in it. <laughs> None of us are cops. None of us are cops. Do not spit on my pizza. All right? Send the, send the delivery man with only one pizza because we're going to get him stoned when he gets here. Oh, That's the message I'm going to send next time. I'm going to be like, send, <laughs> send one guy with I no... I what you're talking about. He's an X Games bronze medalist. He's not going to... He doesn't know... About the marijuana? He's up from the crunchy area. He knows about the marijuana for sure. I don't know. I don't know. Even if, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really an advocate of it, like, but I, I don't have a problem with it. But it's totally legal here. So oh, you're not an ad. You, you're not. Tell. Listen, not an advocate means that you're not like pushing other people to do it. Yeah. Right. Oh, I don't do it either, That's what an advocate is. Well, it's like I would. Add I'm an advocate for that. You go in there and they have like anything and everything you can want or need. Where are you at again? Washington State. Oh, yeah. Sounds delicious. I don't even know if they call them dispensaries anymore. I think it's just like the pot store. Just a store? The store. Yeah. That has pot. The crunchy store? <laughs> the crunchy like, store. I guess you can get uh, weed granola, granola <laughs> weed. <laughs> Probably they have uh, extra. 
That's the crunchiest thing you could fucking make. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess they make, uh, you know, like those K-Cups for coffee? I guess they make cannabis-infused K-Cups, too, you can buy. Somebody needs <laughs> to like ship me some stuff. Tea or something? Yeah, you just put it in, like, the, the Keurig machine. Who <laughs> would just break it open and just... That's right. I would I would make myself a drink. I would make myself a drink. Then I would break that thing open because I'm like, there's got to be some left in here. <laughs> How do I know? Listen. How do I know that I got all that out of there? I don't. I need to eat the rest <laughs> of the coffee beans inside there to make sure that I got it all. How much? Listen, you think K cups are expensive now? Wait until there's fucking weed in them, right? And you're paying twenty five dollars for one K cup. All right, I'm eating the fucker. I'm opening it up and I'm eating it. Get my twenty five dollars worth. That's what happens when you're on the East Coast and you're like separated from your your joy. Yeah, everything's illegal. That's for sure. In California. Somebody gave me, listen, we, we built that, um, uh, that video where it's like building stairway to heaven. When we got done building it, uh, everybody was like, Hey, let's go rip some fucking, uh, bongs. So we, we literally build this huge jump and then we go back and we rip huge bongs of, um, what the fuck is it? The wax or whatever shatter. What the hell? Uh, dabs, right? But, but the dude has like a tray. I'm not even shitting you. A tray like this. And the bottom of it is like half an inch of just dabs. So like a, like an ice cube tray? No, like a fucking, like, like if you had some food that was left over, like a fair, a fair amount of food left over. You would have a big Tupperware thing, like 10 inches long yeah. and like f- five inches wide. That thing had a had a quarter to half inch of dabs on the bottom. And they got the spoon thing and they're just scooping a big spoon out. And I'm like, listen, I don't need all that. Like, just give me a smaller one. And they're like, ha ha ha. So um, I hit it. And I'm like about to throw up because there's so much. I'm like, okay, I'm good. So I go, hey, you finish this. And the guy goes, we don't finish that shit. And just runs it around the nail and just burns it off. And then we go back out and we just start ripping this huge jump that's like third gear completely wrapped on a 450. Jesus. (laughs) So I'm just all, ah, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, here though, it's like everybody's saving. They're like, oh, I got this little teeny piece of crumble. They're like, we don't, we don't care about that shit. We're getting rid of it. Fuck you guys. Rob's just putting it because right now he just told his whole family to tune in and like his nieces and nephews. (laughs) (laughs) And we're ripping... uh, Dabs and hit, hitting I huge know, jumps. Rob was crusty and hanging out with Clint doing dabs. We're gonna talk about ice skating. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were doing dabs we like this. It. We gave you yeah, different dabs. 
We were doing dance stabs. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Yeah, but out here, it's like you get this little teeny tin of dabs, and everybody's like, oh, shit, here you go. Here's a little. And, th and there they're like, we got a full tablespoon. Here you go. Oh. <laughs> they're spoiled. Yeah. Well, they were making it, so, you know. But that's where we're at. That's but I, where we, that's I need, where we went. Yeah, I need CBD dabs sent over here for you're my here. for my pain. Listen, we go all over the place, Rob. You yeah, got to start listening stuff. to this. Well, you guys pretty much in sounds we went from east to west coast here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't discriminate. Yeah. I mean, you got kombucha from the west coast. You got beer from the west coast. The dabs from the west coast. That's right. I got a tequila from. Mexico, probably. Yep, Mexico. We go. don't discriminate. We had Javier. We, from the East Coast to that story, we combined. We've had Javier on. He's from Mexico. He's from Chile, Mexico. Chile, Mexico. It's a city in Mexico. Extreme West Coast, South American. It's it's very south. It's very south Mexico. <laughs> Probably never even heard of it before. Listen, you have United States, all right, Mexico, South Mexico, North Mexico. DeMello is North Mexican. Right? So Javier is a South Mexican. He's a, he's a very South Mexican, and DeMello is North Mexican. <laughs> if you border our country, you're Mexican. I don't give a fuck. North, south, you're Mexican. Me so the, the crunchy Mexicans are North Mexicans? Mexico actually means borders the United States. That's actually what it translates into. That's Latin for... It's Latin for... Brother of the United States. Bordering the United States is what Mexico stands <laughs> for. That's like that's like San Diego has a hidden meaning there too. San Diego. That's right. Whale's vagina. It's an old way to ship, right? <laughs> we it's know a, all the history. Don't worry. You can't. You can't. You, you can't stump us. Listen, we're history buffs. We're moto buffs. We know it all. Give us a couple more drinks. We'll fucking tell you how babies are made. Solve all the problems. Well, I already learned about the horse versus the car thing. I mean, that was probably the most fascinating thing of what the car thing I think it's a true story because I've told the same story of the dude who shows up at his house out here years ago with his horse taking him there I don't know why that doesn't make sense I'm going to share that one that's going to be my go to for like when I need a good like one liner to like blow up off the what is it going to be makes sense what did you know back in the day that people could, could ride their horses yeah yeah, yeah. And then cars exactly self-driving cars you you fucking idiots and we ruined it with with cars see we're gonna look back at history and be like there was like a hundred year period where people were drunk driving their own cars driven from horses These... auto driving cars and in that time period everybody was just crashing everything and then we'll be like man that was crazy i can't believe you guys made it through it and like yeah no big deal they're like yeah they'll be like wait you drove your own car <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did everybody die? There was a wheel and stuff. You had to turn the wheel to. 
<laughs> be like you didn't have to but most people chose to turn the wheel yeah they'll, you, they'll probably have like teleportation or something back there they'll be like why would you sit in one spot for hours on end <laughs> yeah they're gonna be like uh eventually they're gonna be like yo do you know that cars this is probably only like two years down the road do you know that cars used to have this switch next to the wheel that you could signal which way you were going to turn because nobody does that anymore no one's ever going to recognize that they've they've given that up everybody's given that up and i'm like well isn't that kind of like the old school uh like not necessarily hot rods but the old school cars from like the 70s they had the little uh Chrome, chrome little switch on the floor that you hit your foot to turn your headlights on. High beams. That's yeah, only yeah. high beams. You had to turn your headlights on, but then the high beam was on the floor. Yo, that's way cooler. Dude, just think about it. The iPhone came out like 10 years ago, and we can't picture life without a fucking touchscreen phone with everything on it. 20 years from now, we'll be like, man, people actually fucking drove cars. And I think it'll, I, I think we'll really be crazy. Like, cause we'll try, I'll try to convince my kids. Like it was so fun driving. It was a blast. We could drive everywhere. We take our time. We could speed. I lost my license. It was so fun. Like all this crazy stuff. And then we're like, not in. He's, my dad makes shit up. Yeah. The, uh, the American road trip. There's no more. You'll be I mean, it'd be you, fun to take a road trip with the car driving itself, but there's something about almost falling asleep and killing like everybody in the car. There's something to that. Keeps everyone on their toes and alive. That's right. It's human nature. And like what we argued about two weeks ago, sometimes you gotta eliminate the weak. If you can't stay awake. Are you now on my side? No, I'm not. I'm just bringing it up again. Yeah. You want to save everybody. Because you live in some liberal Illinois. <laughs> <clears throat> liberal Illinois. Here, I got to, what I was talking about, I got to go north to get kombucha. That's because I got to go to liberal Illinois. Then you got to go here, it's like, north, like, north Mexico. Yeah, no, everybody here is drinking Polar Pops. They're like 64 ounces of Diet Cola. Jesus. Diet Pop. Come on, don't lie to us. Pop. Yeah, it's not fucking soda, it's not cola, it's pop. <laughs> you guys are weird for anything other. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call kombucha something different. You're I'm just going to change gonna, it in the Midwest. You're just going to call it cum? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I will not. It's good for your stomach. Are you happy? Are you... Are you are you proud with your decision to come on the, uh, the podcast, bro? <laughs> right. this, this is backfire. You know, I honestly didn't know what to expect, but uh, I think overall, yeah. He's he's <laughs> I like told you to bring he's like, he's like I'm, I may have to listen to this podcast now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got, I mean, I got some sponsor plugs in there. We talked a little bit about X Games. and talked a lot, dude. You don't realize how much we don't talk about dirt bikes. Listen, the 10 people that watch this are very excited about you right now. <laughs> All 10 of them. They should be. They should be. They should be. <laughs> they're like... They're, they're probably like, 
Do that thing one more time. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Give it the fucking spin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Aspen X Games. The LeBrons. The LeBrons. We already talked about it earlier. Was the beer flowing like wine? Um, I actually only went, actually went into the town of Aspen once for about five minutes to drop someone off their car. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe. Did you meet any people with the last like name of Samsonite? <laughs> I missed that too. I missed that too. You were well, you were way off. Got hurt. I was gonna get some new suits for the event, but then it's kind of <laughs> silly for one person to go dressed up. You what? Which color would you have been? Orange or blue? Ooh, I was kind of aiming for the orange myself. <laughs> to match your bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> KTM suits. I think they make them. I think they already have them out. KTM's. Yeah, you get a free toasting with it when you buy it. What other bike manufacturer has made more random shit than KTM? Nobody. Shoes. Fucking. There's KTM orange everything. KTM made shoes? I'm pretty sure I've seen. This is true. See, I'm pretty sure I've seen KTM shoes. Were they fast? I have to, yeah. Depends on who was wearing were they them. Fast or did they like snap when you were full speed? Yeah, the head the head stem broke off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does your bike have traction control? Uh, yeah, actually. Did you turn it off? For the snow? I Well, I pulled that, that little mapping switch off. I just left it on the stock one because there's a different ECU in it right now. Yeah, because so but, I, I rode a, um, I don't know, 17 uh, factory edition. I, I'm assuming it was, I'm pretty sure it was 17. It was somebody, I went riding with the, with a couple people, with two other people and then one guy had a KTM and he's like hey ride this bike ride this bike and I'm like I don't, I'm not really a fan of riding other people's bikes because last time I did I rode someone else's bike and then I got back on mine then I broke my back this is when I was 17 so I'm like I don't take other people's bikes for rides but he keeps going I'm like listen I know what it's going to handle like the guy was like 240 pounds probably and I'm like I already know it's going to handle like a fucking brick you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not going to ride it. And he, he just kept on. He's like, no, I think you should take it for a ride. I really think you'd like it. So I'm like, okay, let me take it for a lap or two. So we set it on, like, mapping one and then uh, traction control. And I take it for a ride. <clears throat> and I'm on a 13 CRF 450. So when you come out of the corners, you get on it real hard. Back end kind of wants to step out on you a little bit. So I yeah. come around the corner on that thing and I just fucking bury the throttle straight, straight as fuck. Yeah, exactly. It only puts yeah. the amount of power that you can handle or the traction can handle at that moment. And it's just yeah. straight. And I'm like, fuck, this is like cheating. Fuckers it's are cheating. Total cheater bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is, Wait, this is a cheat. Buddies, 
when I got mine, we were riding trails, and the same thing. I like hadn't tried it yet, and I was like, let's try this traction control after sliding all over the place. Yeah. Put it on, and then instantly I'm like, yeah, gone. Yeah. What? Yeah. I I literally rode it for a lap, and then I was just like, wait, hold on here. And like I said, he was way heavier. And even with the suspension being super hard, which should have made it worse in corners, it yeah. wouldn't, it was just all traction. And now I'm like, oh, yeah. man, maybe, I don't know, maybe I should get one of these. And it, and it was hard as fuck, and it still was handling, you know, as good or better than mine. Like, well, the best part, though, for old man status, the push button. Yeah, oh yeah. But I'm a Honda guy. Honda guys now have electric start. But okay, I, cool. I'm not Honda sure. Guys will accept it. I'm not like, sure. It's gay. I'm like, we got it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, no. And I was kind of like, it's gay. And then I rode one and I was like, you know what? I'm down with the electric start. Especially in a race. And you fall over and you're already tired. You don't have to kick shit. You just go, wah, 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 wah. That's huge. Yo, when think you over, you're out of breath, you're on, you're burning up, but then you gotta try and start a bike, you're done. Well think about this. Think about racing and then you fuck up in a corner and you gotta dab your foot like four times to get yourself through there without falling over. That's enough to make you exhausted. Oh yeah. So just hitting the buttons fucking killer. What are you doing, I'm Nick? Just hearing about it. Are you typing? <laughs> Who are you writing to? Who, me? Are you writing emails? What's going on? I'm uploading shit, dude. I'm, I'm making memes. <laughs> he's, he's texting the circus guy. You're a meme person, Nick. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, uh, shit. Old guy jokes strike again. <laughs> You're only what, like, uh, six years younger than me? Rob, how old are you? 30. 30. He said he just turned 30, the like, two days before X Games. Well, how old are you, Clint? 38. How old am I? Oh, we're split even. You're 34. Yeah. That's what no, I said. I, yeah. That's what I meant by that. Yeah, I. that's what I figured. Even between Rob and I. Rob probably understands the internet better than me, okay? That's as, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, for sure he does. I don't know. I think my corner. Sure. Well, listen, anything, if you watch our Instagram, all the really good ones that get like fucking 20,000 or like whatever, 10,000 likes are the ones that Nick posts. I don't I'm know. Like <laughs> I don't know if his timing is right. right now. I don't know if his yeah. timing is right or like if he just knows the videos that people like. But I'll post something. I'll make something. Yeah. I'll like. Who doesn't know that a guy in a four wheeler doing donuts is gonna get a bazillion fucking likes? Like that's just it's the internet. I don't with know some why it is. with some eighteen inch rims, a guy in a four wheeler with eighteen inch rims doing hey. donuts is I'm gonna get you twenty thousand likes. You listen, Rob. You could do double flips on snow bikes. Today. I'm listening. Yeah, here's the thing. You, double flips on sport bikes? You, you could no on snow bikes. You could do double flips on snow bikes, and Nick will post a picture of some asshole on a scooter breaking some other dude's skateboard. And, and it's I gonna will, get and it'll happen. And it's so gonna get a, and it's and it's gonna get yeah exactly like 
Yeah, a hundred times the amount of views. Axel Hodges riding the uh, the mountain bike trails. What? Uh, the number two one was Axel Hodges riding the mountain bike trails. Not that it's Axel Hodges, but to get anything to be better than something fucking stupid is really hard on the internet. Like you, somebody actually uh, riding. You guys should get old Larry the Enticer on here. Ooh. Oh, that dude with the fucking, uh, the, the, uh, Denim jacket. He you know him. He showed up to X Games. Him and his posse, man, bright as hell, like the old like '90s ski gear that's like neon color and everything else. And he's in his Canadian tuxedo. Oh my god! Wait, <laughs> hold on. What is a Canadian tuxedo? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, what is a Canadian it's a, it's a tuxedo? Denim, denim, denim Dan. Yeah, it's, okay. Uh, it's denim out, man. All right. I did see. You live in New York. You should know this. How the fuck would I know that in New York? Where everybody here is pretentious as fuck. Nobody's wearing a denim jacket with some denim pants. All right. You're this close. You're this close to Canada. You're closer, you fuck. No, I'm not. You, but you, you're further north on the parallels. You don't know. You're drunk, Nick. Keep you're, typing your net your messages. Wait. You know what? I'm out of beer again. You know what? I'm stoked to be back on the tequila. Because I've been drinking, since it's been cold, I've been drinking a bunch of beer. And aside from getting fat, it's not as happy of a drunk. No, tequila just gets you fucked You're the only person who gets, drinks tequila and gets happy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't yeah, drink vodka. Like, because I don't want to smash shit. Like, so if you give me vodka, I'm by the end of the night, if I just drink vodka and get drunk off vodka, I'm going to smash shit. I know what I'm getting out of beer. I'm just, whiskey, whiskey's good. I can do some whiskey. I like whiskey as well. And that's my other... The, the two... I'll drink some beers, but if I'm going to do alcohol, it's a whiskey or tequila. Rob, what are you doing if it's not kombucha? Or to mix with your kombucha, either way. I kind of like rum. He's a, he's a fucking pansy with his rum. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few too many nights with the, uh, the whiskey or the being really, really bad. Yeah. I'm still recovering from him. Well, that's why I don't drink vodka. Tequila is the worst. This is why I drink vodka, not tequila. Tequila is not the worst. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> At least vodka, you drink it, and you're like, all right, I knew that was a mistake. Tequila <laughs> Usually, usually. Tequila, you're like, right you're like all of a sudden, why are my pants off? In this bar. Yeah. Oh, real quick. That's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> why do I not have pants in this bar? <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> they're wet. <laughs> yeah, they were wet. You had to take them off. I mean, it's simple enough. How long have we been doing this? Podcast? Yeah, a long time. We're already... Yeah. Listen, I started the Facebook, um, like, what, 45 minutes in? And it's an hour and 51 we've been live on Facebook. 
I'm fine going all night, but I feel like Rob's been drinking kombucha and he's probably fucking over us. <laughs> Rob's probably got to if he's been listen if he if Rob's been drinking kombucha this whole time he's probably got to take a dump. I I don't know how he still sits still. Laps the room. I'm uh I'm actually like I think I'm going off like maybe like an hour and a half of sleep in the last forty eight so I'm starting to like crash out. You're starting to fade on kombucha, us. Sold. That's you fine. You sold another gallon of kombucha right there. There you go. Hum. Gallon. Alright, so I'm, here's the deal. I'm going to drink with Clint and I'm banking on when I work tomorrow, I'm going to find this hum kombucha and I'm going to be awake because I'm going to get 6 billion percent of my B12. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to blast you on Instagram. You're gonna get eight thousand percent of your B eight thousand plus percent of your B twelve and you're gonna be writing Rob and he's gonna be asleep for the next like for the next fifteen hours. A metal around his neck. Yeah. Right? Fuck it. That sounds amazing. Actually it depends which one you get, because some of them have like twenty thousand percent for half the bottle, so you get forty thousand percent of your B twelve for the day. Well, then I'll be fucking reading it. I already told you I got a shopping list. I got the ones for the rum, the ones for the vodka. I'm gonna make a Moscow mule with another. There you go. I'm you just go. gonna add tequila to all of them. Listen, uh tequila also is like a probiotic. FYI, <laughs> it's a no. Look it up. Tequila is a no, not a probiotic. No. It's a prebiotic, and it actually helps with your digestion and burning yeah, fat. Maybe I did earlier. I did earlier before I even had any tequila. I thought it was a fart. All right. Well, here I'm gonna take all my. Probiotic advice from X Games friends medalist. <laughs> he doesn't know shit. Not from his quick. <laughs> he doesn't All know anything. To, to him. Listen. Alright. He's sponsored by the kombucha company, so you can't trust anything he says, alright? He's just gonna he's of course he's, it's he's good. Sponsored by fucking Monsanto. We don't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's sponsored by fluoride. He's like, listen, don't worry about that weird taste in the water. Don't worry about it. It's fine. He's also sponsored by the CDC. I don't have to worry about that shit. He's sponsored by the government. He's sponsored by the FDA. And they're like, listen, you can drink this amount of poison. It's totally fine. Hey. Don't worry about Just it. Just so you know, this is when the podcast is shut down every time. Fluoride and all that shit. Like when you said flu vaccines earlier, I can't believe the whole thing didn't just shut down yeah. immediately. Yeah, we were having that conversation with Nate and we were like, fluoride and this and that. And next thing you know, it was like feedback. Mm, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Feedback to my. Next time my, I see Nate, I need to ask him about fluoride in the water. Then is what I'm there you go. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee since we talked to him, he's been looking it up. 
We need to have him back on because he only made it like uh, just at an hour, and then um, we got shut down by the government. So. Then Nate was like, "I'm losing you guys. I can't hear you anymore." I'm losing. We can't. No, (laughs) we were getting so much feedback that I was like, "Listen, we gotta end this because." People listening are going to fucking shoot themselves, and I don't need uh, suicides on my hand because they're trying to listen to Nate Adams talk about fluoride. All right, so now you know, Rob, when you tell people about the podcast, tell them to bring a beer because it gets long. Gets long. Next time you're on, Rob. I would have known that I would first. Let, next time, listen. Everybody needs to drink beer you know on this Maybe, podcast. Uh, Maybe we'll do another one of these come springtime or something up at the Mellis house. There you go. I tried to get Kyle on. I had Kyle scheduled. You tried? Yeah, I had him scheduled and everything. And then, like, something come up and he was in transit or something. And uh, he didn't make it on. So, we'll get both of you guys on from the Camp H. Yeah, he's home now. He ain't doing jack squat because he's injured. So, get him on there. And we can have the goat... Bouncing around in the background. Yeah, what the oh, hell is that? I want to thing on the podcast. Did you, have you seen the goat? The goat got reshared by some hip hop dude and has like three million views on some of this stuff. <laughs> I I didn't know the goat had his own account, but yeah, I yeah. definitely seen him getting up and fucking ramming shit with his head. It gets after it. Little shit. Have you seen um? Jacko Strong's, uh, the kangaroo. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna call him the koala. I've had too much tequila. I think, uh, I think Skip. That's the way that freestyle is going is I think the the small da- dog fad was a thing, you know, for celebrities, and now it's freestyle riders are gonna get exotic pets. <laughs> well, I bought a blue healer because it's an exotic dog. It's all strip. <laughs> it's an. It's it and I this owl. <laughs> man. <laughs> it's exotic. I have it. <laughs> it's fucking mean. Watch out, strike. Look at his eyes, dude. <laughs> He's looking right through you. Oh my god. I'm gonna we bring props. Oh, I switched to your I don't have anything. You I don't have anything that cool. I'm boring in here. What has Nick got on his handlebars here? You got kids. That's why you got all kinds of fake animals. Yeah, I got gadgets, dude. I got props and shit. Look at that. That's a Christmas decoration. I don't know. It is. I don't know why it's back here. I'm going to bed, dude. I got a live dog, but it's asleep. Like you put it? I put it to sleep. (laughs) No. You put your dog to sleep. No, it's my girlfriend's dog, Marley. Hold on, Marley needs to get on. Then we'll go. Can you see that? Marley. There you go. There you go. She's like, fuck you, I'm going back to sleep. Marley. What are you doing? She's like, I'm sleeping, you dickhead. My dog's in the other room. She's like, I don't give a fuck. She's over the podcast. She no, she'll be right out here. I'm whistling. 
Here she comes. Here she comes. And then we're going to end it. Get up here. All right. No, I don't want the ball. Come here. Spell is a hoe, bro. Come here. <laughs> Listen. Uh, Memphis is the only one that's fornicated with Stella. She bites all other dogs that tries. Get up here, Stella. Come on. Up here. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. She bite Randy. Like it. Here it is. Here she is. Here she is. There. There's my girl. How old is Stella, huh? She's going to turn... Um, I lost it. Four or five in February. She's like a Valentine's doggy. So you got her till like 2025 and then you're done? Fuck you. <laughs> this... <laughs> Bite him. <Maybe>. Stella. <laughs> Bite him. <laughs> How old's your dog, you fucking dick? I don't know. I let him out the back door. He might be dead right now. <laughs> Randy's a son of a bitch. See now, Marley, Marley's like, listen, I'm out of here. Because Stella's here, and she's the asshole. <laughs> she heard all the anti-dog talk. No, Stella's just... Alright. Stella's really... Go to bed, Clint. Shut the fuck up. We're still talking. Go to bed. He's not going to bed. Rob, he, just so you're going to bed, Rob. Rob he's not going to bed. He's going to drink more. X Games medalist, I'm, I'm signing out and going to bed. Alright, we're all going to go to bed. I woke my dog up just to go to bed. Wait, Rob. Commercial. Commercial. <laughs> okay, now. Go. Four, four minutes. Four minutes. <laughs> okay, 90 seconds. Alright. Go do a trick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do whatever you kids do. I don't know what you guys Listen, do. Listen, now go do the most coolest thing you've ever done. After we made you, you wait. Now when I say go? Oh, this is crazy. Now my dog. It's that easy. There you go. Now my dog's going sitting by the door. She's like, I gotta piss. You woke me up. Now I gotta piss. See what you did? She's right. like, listen, I've had so much tequila and kombucha. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Rob hasn't peed the whole time. <laughs> Because he's not been drinking alcohol. What? You got pizza coming? Did, I smell pizza. Did you order pizza while we were on this podcast? I forget you're two hours behind us. He's three behind me. It's only 8.30 here. Yeah, it's 11.30 here. I'm a pumpkin. I know. Here. I've turned into a KTM. We're on that West Mexico time here. What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't throw yourself under the bus. You're still in the U.S. Although I would consider Alaska American Mexico. It's too far. It's too far. <laughs> it's too far out there. It's kind of yeah. What about Hawaii then? What do we call Hawaii? Oh shit. Polynesian Mexico. That's like way far west. Yeah, it's Polynesian Mexico. That's American. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> We're going to go. Thank you for coming on, dude. It's been fun. Appreciate it. Hey, Thanks for having me. You too. Okay, stop. So we'll do it again sometime.
Stop growling at each other. Not you two. My dogs are growling at each other. Uh, Yeah, thanks for coming on. Congratulations. Hook us up with the hum kombucha. I'll be on here drinking this shit every night. Or whatever, every Tuesday. There you go. There you go. Nick won't because he's a fucking... I'm going to hum tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you guys got my gram. Send me a message on the gram. I'll try and get some coupons for you. All right, perfect. We'll just send it just to promote it. Be like the kombucha sponsor for the Tuesday segment. <laughs> <clears throat> That'd be yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah, we're in. We we've been trying to get somebody to sponsor us with some kind of beverage. And listen, if I uh, we were figuring alcohol, but if I gotta add alcohol to it, I'm totally fine with that. Well, just leaves your, your options open. You got, you know, you got choices on your options. Until it becomes alcoholic. Well, like I said, they're coming out with the alcoholic ones. So I'll just drink like 30 bottles of it until I get a buzz. <clears throat> I'm not big. I can handle it. He's just going to sit there and piss himself. <laughs> I must be drunk. I just pissed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm All right, right, guys. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. There you go. Spin that shit around for us one last time. One more time. One more time, time and we're out. There you go. Congrats, dude. That was awesome. All right. Squeeze it easy. Later. Later.